Oh shit! Hey, you! You scared the living hell out of me. What? When you need people to watch movies and TV shows that they had absolutely nothing to do with, who do you go to? Uh... Probably the Nerd Blitz commentaries? And when you need people to talk over said movies and TV shows that they had absolutely nothing to do with, then who do you go to? Yeah, the Nerd Blitz commentaries. That's right. And what do you think? Should superheroes kill? Hmm. With a few exceptions, no, I really don't think they should, man. They should set a good example and be better than humanity. You need to wake the fuck up and stop living in a fucking dream world. Cause the Nerd Blitz commentaries just released a building wrecking, neck snapping, murder filled new album to try and quench your near insatiable destruction loving bloodlust. I mean, I don't really think I have much of a bloodlust, but I'd kinda like to hear that album. Then grab five dollars and head over to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com. And buy the Nerd Blitz Commentaries, the DCCU album. It's over six hours of all new commentaries content that will leave you disappointed with the death-dealing decisions of others. Um, okay, I, I can do that. It's more hours than dollars. Okay, even I know that's kind of lame. Is it? No, 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 no. Remember. Head over to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and get the DCCU album for just $5. Or you'll be branded and sent to your death by the bat for some reason. Hey gang, you're listening to the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz. I'm Captain Rex. No, I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. Roger, Roger. Alrighty. Exactly. Just like, alright. Alright. And welcome to episode 94. Yay! What is that? It's the one after 93. I know, but is there something special about this one? No, not really. Oh, okay. Why, am I missing something? I don't know, I'm glad I cancelled my Easter plans then. Oh, to be here okay. tonight. <laughs> what am I forgetting? <laughs> That's right. As you saw from our fucking tweet or the logo little image thing on the side, it's the four-year thing. The word you're looking for is anniversary. That's the one. Yeah. I wanted to say giant-sized annual number four, but I kind of shit the bet on that and went with four years, so here we are. Oh, yeah, well, okay. Yeah. Because I don't think we've ever really said that on the show. I don't think so either. It was just kind of a joke between the two of us. Yeah, I guess. 
like the easiest joke that probably everybody fucking makes. No. No. I haven't seen many pods call their special episode, like yearly special, whatever the fuck anniversary. That's the word. I forgot it again. Yeah. Uh, giant sized annual. Hmm. Seems so obvious of a choice. It kind of does, but... Hmm. And maybe, you know, everybody does do it, and I just don't care. Yeah. Comic Book Men, didn't they name one of their episodes Giant Size or something? I don't fucking know. Oh. All right. Just saying. Oh, and I know you're going to have to leave in a little while because you have a stomach ache, right? Oh, right. I'll have to step out for a little bit. But hopefully, hopefully you can stay because we've got a special guest coming in a little later. Yeah, I'll be back after I take a shit. Yeah. But hopefully you'll be there. You won't have to take a shit, but it depends on how much ham you ate today. Right. Exactly. I ate a lot, so I'm probably going to shit a lot. I know. It's probably going to take at least an hour and five minutes. No, no, probably not. I mean, an hour one at most. Yeah, something like that. At least 60 minutes. Yeah. I'm brewing a 60-minute shit for sure. (laughs) Like it's a gross cup of coffee. I know. But yeah, there's going to be a special guest here. <laughs> it's a bit nutty. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Austin Powers. Yeah. That's where they lost me. The drinking shit. The yeah. drinking shit part. I was like, okay, now <laughs> now we've, we've gone past my boundary. Yet you just made the joke and we're giggling about it. I know. So why did they lose you with that? Because it's... Well, Good point, I guess. So did you <laughs> did you have a problem with the scene in fucking Zack and Mary? Like, she frosted me like a fucking cake. Nah, not not really. I don't know. There was just something about that. Uh, you, you were living in a post-Austin Powers world, so you were like, drinking shit? Fuck it. Let's all drink some shit. Shit on me, too. I don't care. Not exactly, but. No. Oh, whatever. You fucking ass-wipe conservatives. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm such a prude. Don't, what was the rest of the line? Don't appreciate sexual expression. Hey, <laughs> don't be so suburban. <laughs> Are we just going to quote Kev movies now? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. The rules of the road. This seems like what we should do for our four year anniversary. Yeah. Wheel spinning. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get this fucker back on track then. We got your boom boom out of the way. I'm moving forward in reverse. Mm-hmm. That's called planting a seed or... Or I think a writing term would be laying pipe. I don't, I don't think that's a writing term, but... I mean, it's another term, too. It's like a porn term or something, but it is a writing term. Real quick, I just want to say, our guest is not Jay Sarge, and that is entirely my fault. You fucked up. I kind of did, because, see, I had talked to him earlier in the year, and he was like, I got a lot of shit going on, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to bug him, because that would be a dick move. He must have been eating a lot of ham, too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe pickled ham Ew. in a jar i was gonna say jarred ham yeah. but um he was like i got a lot of shit going on this year because i i hadn't even asked him but he said that and i was like okay i won't bother you in my head and then all this fucking virus shit broke out and now everybody's got free time yeah i had said to you because you were like we really need to get on our D game and i was like should i ask jay sarge and you're like well didn't you say he was busy and i was like what the fuck else has he got to do right now and you're like <laughs> good point so i asked him so yeah it's my fault that jay sarge isn't on this year's special episode because i was just like i don't want to bother him but i'm damn skippy he's gonna be here for the hundredth right if we can work it out that's the plan yeah Because, I mean, at that point, you kind of have to have him because he's so integral. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the plan, though. I'm trying to land somebody else for the 100th episode, too, but we'll see how that goes. Mm. But 
Anyway, should yeah. I tell him the special guest or just do that in the setup? I mean, you could tease it, maybe. It's somebody that I've talked about before. This guy's got actual fucking credits. Yeah. Like, for real credits, like shit that I've seen. Yeah, like big time Hollywood credits. Yeah. Something I watch every Wednesday, too, and have for years before I was even like, what's a fucking Star Trek? Mm-hmm. Which, spoilers, that kind of gives it away, doesn't it? Probably not. Nobody's going to figure it out. No, but... Well, we'll get to it. Nobody pays attention to what you say enough to figure out who this is. Half the time, I don't fucking pay attention to what I'm saying. It's just fucking, I'm like a president or something. I just spit mm-hmm. out words and hope they make sense and really don't give a fuck if they don't. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my God, you got Michael Dorn? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I got old Turtlehead. No. Special guest coming up. We'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah. And oh, he loves some fucking body. Mm-hmm. It's not you. Dick. No, nobody loves me. <laughs> Everybody wants to fuck Fitzman. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves me till they talk to me. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. It's a really good one that I haven't heard yet. That hasn't happened either. Right. It hasn't happened either because he hasn't arrived at the studio yet. <laughs> My bedroom in your basement? No, this, the studio that we were able to rent for our four year anniversary because after four years like we're established now right oh yeah i'm staring right in your eyes isn't that creepy no no don't look away don't look away just maintain it's just like being in the car only weirder just maintain okay i'm good (laughs) (laughs) i took a weird turn kind of did anyway i've got a joke corner i hope your interview is more professional than the opening of this show it's it's not dude it's not Mm, i have a feeling that it is not that i've heard it already but i have faith I guess I'm just in a fucking awkward mood tonight and will be for the next two hours. Why is this so awkward? I don't know. It does feel like there's a real fucking awkward energy, doesn't there? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. No more than normal. Yeah, (laughs) I wouldn't say any more than normal. (laughs) I like it. That got creepy. Anyway, play the theme song. Doom's Joke Corner. Okay, I actually have two. Okay. One is about my dad. Okay. And one happened literally yesterday morning. Mm. Okay. Which wasn't really morning for me, but you get the point. So I woke up yesterday mm-hmm. and I hear outside my window. Is fucking Herbie the Love Bug outside your window? I'm not fucking Michael Winslow, motherfucker. Or Speed Buggy. <laughs> okay, let's try this again. I hear. Okay. And I was like, wait a minute. So I laid there for a second, and then I hear, pop, 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 pop. So I threw off the blanket, grabbed a knife, have to piss like a motherfucker, but stumbled down the steps, blazed through the house. Ma's like, what's going on? I went flying out the back, mm-hmm. knife in hand, which, yeah, you know, classic stupid, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Or a piss boner. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, this dude loves fucking knives. <laughs> and people getting shot. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Somebody's shot like eight times. You're mm-hmm. standing over with a knife and a heart on. <laughs> Let me get it on this. <laughs> <laughs> Which one you want it in? <laughs> um, I go out the door, two doors down, you know, where the fucking hillbillies who used to blast their music to like three in the morning used to live? Mm, sure. Oh, I've talked about them. The hippos and the... The what? The sea cows or whatever in the in the hot tub? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's down uh, my side street here. I mean on the front street. Okay, sure. 
Yep. Yeah, the fucking hillbillies, they'd start fires and shit and uh, blast music till three in the morning. Okay. There's somebody on the roof of their garage with a nail gun. Okay. And there's somebody down on the ground, and they were talking, but in the distance, I just heard, and waking up, I was like, oh, fuck, somebody's going to get shot. I better go stab him. Yeah, so, so, so which one of them did you stab before you figured that out? Um. Well, maybe both. And a third guy came up, so there's three charges right now. I see. I just went into like a Wolverine berserker rage and just started slashing and <laughs> just and, windmilling down the street with <laughs> knives in each hand. With my knives in my boner. <laughs> <laughs> with your three knives. Uh, like I'll stab you one way or another. I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> but the one about my dad was Ma told me this the other night and I was like <gasps> And it's another one of those stories, you're probably going to be like, how is this funny? But I thought it was fucking hilarious. Okay. So when my mom and dad got together, this is like 32, 31 years ago. Mm-hmm. My dad had been living in a trailer by himself out in like Kirkwood, Crestwood. When they got together, they got an apartment, but he still had time on his lease. Mm -hmm. So he rented it to one of her cousins for like eight months or whatever. Okay. Well, my mom's cousins are a bunch of fucking shitbox assholes and he wasn't paying up and he came down to the laundromat that my mom worked at. Mm -hmm. Mind you, my mom was like, I think she said six, seven, eight months pregnant, something like that. Enough that it was like, whoa, that broad's pregnant Mm -hmm. and him and his girlfriend came down to the laundromat that my mom was working at Mm -hmm. and my dad was like dude what the fuck you fuck up where's my money and he as tend to happen a lot with my dad he was like fuck you motherfucker and my dad was like what and he goes you ain't getting no money fuck you or some shit like that so things got interesting Uh my pregnant mom grabbed his girlfriend by the throat put her up on the hood of a car my dad grabbed him by i would assume the throat too stuffed him into a dryer some Somebody had heard the screaming before that and called the cops. Mm -hmm. The cops show up as my dad has the dryer door closed and he's trying to fit quarters into it. (laughs) 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 And the cop's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he's like, fuck's it look like I'm doing? I think my mom said, like, cops pulling his gun. He's like, let him out. Mm -hmm. And my dad's like, fuck too. He owes me money. (laughs) Obviously, he got out. My mom said the cops like let her let her off the car. What are you doing? You're pregnant. She's like, I don't give a fuck. So I mean, that might explain a thing or two about me. Uh huh. I was gonna <laughs> Shit's say. Just real clear, isn't it? It's things are clearing up. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was gonna say I saw that episode of Cops once. <laughs> But afterwards, the cop was like, good thing you didn't get those quarters in. My dad's like, why? He goes, because that's a felony. (laughs) Which led me to think, it's like, how many times has that happened that somebody's like, we got to write a law. This shit's getting out of hand. Uh, well. I know it's not a felony, but that was my next logical leap. Yeah. Yeah. When somebody's like, you can't do that. That's a felony. It's like, what the fuck you mean it's a felony? How many people have done this? Uh, Probably a couple, at least. I would assume that, but yeah. That's joke corner for this week. <laughs> Man. I don't think he, they ever got the money, because anybody's worried about that. But All suspects are presumed innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Well, one of them's dead, so it's fine. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna, what you <laughs> gonna do? That's pretty fun. Yeah, that was hysterical. <laughs> you laughed. Fuck off. No, that was pretty funny. Do I, do I got to tell the joke I wrote again? I'm sure Angie would love that. Which joke did you write? 
Did you tell it on here already? Yeah, joke from last episode. The cyclist joke. Oh, cyclist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, okay. She's so fucking tired of that joke, dude, but I love it so much. What do you keep saying it every time you see her? Well, I haven't seen her in a couple weeks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe. She's like, write a new act, for Christ's sake. No! That joke has been making me laugh for three months. You two can fuck off. Okay. You're lucky I didn't tell it to the person I'm interviewing in an hour. Or we're going to interview in an hour. I know. I was going to say, you're lucky I don't go start a podcast with him. Oh, well, fuck <laughs> off. I wouldn't be shocked if you did. He loves you so much. Yeah. Do you have a pimp spot prepped? Yeah, I could do one. Okay. Hey, baby. What you need? Yeah. Uh, how much is this gonna cost me? How much you got? Whoa. Oh yeah, baby. Come on in to the Nerd Blitz Pimp Spot. I recently just finished the novelization for Rise of Skywalker. Thought that's where you'd go. Yeah, I'm going to go here because it's still top of mind. It was really fucking good. It was a really good read. It was really fast. I think it was only 250 pages, maybe. Which I've, that's a startling trend I'm not really liking lately. Oh, how short all the books are? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it seems like most of the ones that I've read recently are like young adult, you know, like young reader ones. Yeah. So those are always usually shorter, but. Definitely, but it seems like these um, movie novelizations in and of themselves are getting just shorter and it's like yeah they're doing a lot more screen specific shit and i think that's not a good thing no but what i liked about this what made it so good was that it was short and it was quick you know the pace was fast Mm -hmm. but she somehow manages to add so many little things that make a huge difference yeah in the overall story you know what i mean Yeah, yeah yeah there's a lot of like i mean i showed you all i sent you screenshots of all the the really interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was like, why didn't they... I mean, I don't know if it was originally in the script and they cut it out or if she added it or... I don't know how that works. From what I've heard recently, they get like an earlier draft of the script, right. but it's like close to the end product. And oh, then okay. they do like maybe two more drafts to tighten it up a bit. Right. Okay. So probably she she added those embellishments maybe. Maybe like the stuff that are that's thoughts, but the rest of it, no, I would bet that it was in there. The spoken stuff. Is, yeah. Well, there's so many things in there, like just five words added to somebody's dialogue that was mm-hmm. that made it into the movie and it, and it makes that exchange between the two characters or whatever exposition they were given it makes it make so much more sense yeah and not feel like huh some of the stuff in that movie felt like a lot of people were jumping to conclusions uh-huh. they were given like just the very most basic reasoning behind anything and they're like sure let's do it mm-hmm <laughs> You know, but she was able to just add just enough to not slow things down, but to really add, you know, clarity and weight. Yeah, weight. Some of the stuff is way, way, way heavier or not heavier, but more impactful. Like it it means there's more weight to it. It's more there's certain things that feel more epic or they feel more meaningful. Yeah. And it just seems like if they were if those were things that were actually cut, then, yeah, I'd be fucking kind of annoyed 
if I was JJ. Like you sort of said, but just to tag up on what you said, most of the shit you showed me that added the most meaning and the most weight, if it had been put back in, it would have added maybe five minutes to the runtime. Right, right, right. Like there's there are a couple big sections, especially with like Zori on Kajimi or whatever that's called. Mm -hmm. There were like two, you know, sections that are not in the movie at all, which Mm -hmm. is like, okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You can lose that. Even in the book, that was the one thing that felt like this doesn't belong. Like this Mm -hmm. is just, it's like they're cutting between the stuff that happened in the movie at that time, like the stuff on the Death Star and uh, what else? It just gives her more backstory. Right. But it like intrudes on the main narrative. So it's kind of like feels weird. I mean, it was fine. It was enjoyable. You can see why it was cut, because it wouldn't work. Yeah, it wouldn't work. It would not work on the screen. Yeah. In a book, it's fine. Mm -hmm. On the screen, people would be like, what the fuck? What are we seeing this now for? Right. But yes, there were a couple things like that. But for the most part, it's like negligible, the time that it would take. Most of that stuff wouldn't have slowed the story down at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it felt like a natural addition to what they say in the finished movie. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel like over-explanatory or... Well, like I said, and you said too, a lot of it was just like one extra line. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, they were adding fucking two minutes to each scene that's like all right can we get this over with no most of it was just like one line that you showed me at least Mm -hmm. that really it only would have added maybe five minutes to the runtime but it would have made it so much better and so much smoother yeah definitely smoothed over some of the rougher transitions and then there's a lot of internal thought type stuff right that explained a lot and even that wasn't that much added but it was just enough that you really got to see people's reasoning behind stuff or mm-hmm. the motivations for why they did certain things. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. So so a lot of the stuff that we assumed or just inferred from what's on the screen, right. you know, is cleared up. You know, and most of what we thought I think was accurate, but then there's some stuff that was like, oh, that makes more sense that way. Mm-hmm. You know, since that came out on Blu-ray, I've watched it three times, I think. I have not watched it a single time. Yeah. Can you fucking believe that? Uh, not really, no, but there's a lot going on, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we've been a little, it's been a little hairy around here. Yeah, but I've watched it, like I said, I think three times. I Actually, I've started it maybe ten times. Oh. But once I get to that Palpatine reveal, I'm like, ugh. And see, in the book, I felt like that was done way better. It felt way smoother. Yeah. He has some less scenery chewing lines i think it wasn't him that bothered me though was just the overall idea of it yeah like we said i guess a week or so ago we were talking on twitter and it's like they took the least palatable option Mm -hmm. and not just that they did it in the worst way too yeah and i don't blame sidious for it it that's not what bothers me about it it's just from the top down the entire handling of like oh yeah she's you know related to the big bad just doesn't feel right it feels like they're just like i don't know let's do something yeah kind of does but i don't know it is what it is at this point i guess yeah i mean i'm not out here fucking trying to start a campaign to get the movie remade but right at the same time i'm like well the george six exist yeah yeah well i mean i don't know i i definitely like these three more than you do i think you do but i, I see where you're coming from i get it yeah for me they had like a walk with the first one a grand mm-hmm. slam with the second one and maybe a double with this one yeah 
Yeah. Because I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'll have to let you read this book because kind of a lot like the Revenge of the Sith novel. Yeah. It really goes a long way to make that movie better. I know you love that movie as it is, but even that movie, there's there are parts where it's like, man, I wish they had explained that more. Oh, no, definitely. I know. I read that and I was like, holy fuck. Like the entire opening with fucking Palpatine and Dooku. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, they show so much of the behind-the-scenes stuff and all of Anakin's internal struggle and stuff. It makes everything seem so much more believable. Yeah, but, I mean, specifically, just that scene between Dooku and Sidious, though, where, mm-hmm. like, Sidious is like, we're gonna fucking trap this kid. And then Dooku's like, yeah, this is gonna be awesome. And then Sidious tells Anakin, and he's like, kill him. Yep. And they really go into like Dooku being like you motherfucker you right. fucked me right and like how much that fucking impacted him and destroyed him that Sidious is just like kill him that fucking alone is like worth it well and that's a lot like like I was I mean I've said it a bunch of times but that's kind of how this book is too there yeah. there are several not quite as long or drawn out as that because that was like a whole extra yeah that would have added way more than five minutes to the runtime. Yeah. Right. But imagine stuff like that only in smaller, much smaller chunks. Mm -hmm. It does the same kind of for this movie that the Revenge of the Sith novelization does. Yeah, I can see that. But I don't know. And here's the thing, too. It's been suggested to me. It's like, well, you just don't like J.J. And it's like, that's not fucking true. Right. You like the Star Trek. Yeah. His first Star Trek movie. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. It was really good. I know a lot of fucking old timers don't like it. Whatever. I think it deftly handles the old canon and brilliantly creates a new canon right there were parts of it that i didn't care for but overall it's it's a pretty slick movie and they they definitely did what i would have thought would be impossible and that's to reboot that franchise without destroying yeah what came before it mm-hmm. pretty ingenious we'll get more into that in just a minute but oh yeah because you know i was waiting for you to go into the second one so i could pounce oh no i'll pounce too but <laughs> i just wanted to, since we're on star wars still and we're talking about nine right you remember that fix that i wrote and sent you the other day uh yeah I think so. I screen capped it because it's like, this would have been a great idea. And I sent it to Spider Scooby too. And he was like, I think you put a lot more thought into this than they ever did. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> but you and I were talking about it. And I think it's because I had watched the movie and I was like, I'm never going to accept Ray Palpatine. Sorry, not happening. Yeah. The easiest fix is right in front of them and they didn't fucking take it. It wouldn't even add much to the runtime, which that seems to be a fucking theme. There's a lot of easy things they could have done to make it a lot better that wouldn't have fucking made it longer right because that's the thing they kept saying like oh we almost decided to make it into two movies instead of one i mean 10 movies would have been fine by me nice round number yeah i don't think they could have pulled the taffy that long but at the same time it's like why don't you make one good movie instead of trying to make two yeah because you guys don't know what the fuck you're doing apparently but anyway i said kylo who may or may not have been lying to manipulator when He said, you're nobody, could just be lying just to get in her head and force her to go dark simply because look who your grandfather is. It's unavoidable. Ray, from nowhere, this is your destiny. Classic manipulation. When he was like, I know who you are. Mm -hmm. I said, but much like Luke did to himself, he hid his own daughter before he went into isolation to avoid training another generation after Ben fell. If you love it, set it free. Luke loved his daughter so much that he did everything he possibly could to set her on a path to avoid the Jedi, the Sith, and the entire generational and galactic scale war that's raged near ad nauseum for, at this point, 70-odd years. Boom, that gives you the familial bonds that are fundamentally important to Star Wars. It gives you the deceit of the Sith, Kylo being like, you're a Palpatine. Deal Mm -hmm. with that. And it gives you the honor and nobility of the Jedi. I'm not saying it's perfect, 
Yeah. But it's a lot better than, than fucking... You're the daughter of a clone who... Uh, I don't know. He escaped or some shit. Whatever. I sent you that page out of that book that explained that, right? I, I know it doesn't count because it wasn't in the movie necessarily, but... Yeah. I think you did. Yeah. I mean, it was basically they're trying to clone bodies that will hold his energy. Yeah. And everything was a failure. They never could get it right. So this one clone was such a failure. He was just completely normal and had no special force ability or he had no no ability to hold any of his essence or whatever. Right. He was like, well, fuck it. Just throw him out in the galaxy and see if he can plant a seed somewhere and maybe that'll be. Right. So he was like putting clones out just to go fuck normal people and. Make force babies. Right. And so that's where Ray came from, and that's how... Which that makes sense, but none of that is in the novel, or in the movie. In the movie, right. Yeah, I know. And I'm not even saying, like, it's not in the movie, so it's not canon. I'm saying it's not in the movie, so unless you read the novel... Right. It's just like, how, somehow this monkey-faced motherfucker had a son mm -hmm. who grew up, got, you know, to fucking age, went mm -hmm. out, fucked abroad, and then was just like, nah, we don't need this kid. Right. Is how it seems until they're like, no, no, we sent Ochi out to get your dad. Mm -hmm. or you or whatever the fuck right well yeah and i i've seen this said before and i kind of agree that part of the like the sin of the sequel trilogy is mm -hmm. in order to understand it all you have to read all the extra fucking shit yeah you don't get the whole story just from the movies which, which is not good in fairness george did that too but not as egregiously as they do with these movies True. Like, George left a lot of shit that would have been helpful out of the movies, but for the most part, there's a semi, you can say it's boring if you want, but there's mm. a semi-coherent story there. It's not just like, you've got to make these giant fucking logic leaps on your own and hope that motherfuckers are like, oh yeah, I get it. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. And then I sent you that thing yesterday where it was like, in the most simplistic terms, it broke down JJ's movie, Ryan's movie, and then JJ's oh, movie yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. If I could find that, I would read that too. But it was basically JJ made the same movie twice mm -hmm. because it was like, uh, look for an object to find some, or look for, yeah, look for an object to find an old character is the movie he made twice. Mm -hmm. And then the middle movie is like, find an old character to set up the future. Yeah, something, or something. like that. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm doing a poor job yeah. of explaining it, but it was pretty fucking clever. And even you were like, whoa, dude. Yeah, it was a pretty savage breakdown of the sequel trilogy. And not untrue. And not too untrue. You're right. I don't know. I, I'm okay with, I'm getting to be okay with the way they went. I, I really do like that Ray gets to choose her own family at the end. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole point is she got to choose who she is yeah i i can get down with that i can understand where you're coming from but it's just like i said one they took the least palatable option and two they handled it the sloppiest fucking way possible hey, yeah i mean I, it's hard to it's hard to totally disagree with that but yeah i mean if it had been handled more deftly i could almost bet you i would still be like i don't like her being a sidious or palpatine or whatever the fuck you want to call him but damn, they did a damn good job of it. Yeah. But, and I will say this too, I don't dislike the movie as much as I thought I would when we were going to see it. Mm. 
Yeah. I mean, it's still a bit of a clusterfuck. Don't get me wrong. Mm, yeah. But I've had a couple of people say that they've re-listened now that it's out and readily available. They've re-listened to our episode and they were like, dude, it, it sounded like you were going to fucking hate it. And I was like, oh, I was prepared to. Oh, yeah. I was nervous. I thought you were really going to hate it. Yeah. Because, again, I was like kind of on the fence after I saw it the first time. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this exactly. Yeah. But it, it's grown on me. Like I said, I still think all of their ancillary shit has been way better. Like Rebels, Mando. Rogue One and Solo, I think they're all better. Yeah, I, I would. I yeah, I would probably agree with that. Then the sequel trilogy as a whole, I should say. Mm, yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, I know. I'll like I said before, and I'll probably say again. I understand where you're coming from. You have a need right. to be like, no, it's good. It's Star Wars. <laughs> I can't fault you for that. I did not have that need with uh, Resistance, though. So. Oh, have you finally given up on it? Oh, I never watched the second season. No. Welcome to the dark side. Yeah. I mean, I probably will at some point, but it was just like, I don't care. I don't care to jump through the hoops to actually see it. I don't know how you got through that first season, dude. It was white knuckle all the way through till the end. The last few episodes actually started to pick it up and was like, oh, this is, I can see where they're going with this. This could actually be pretty cool. But getting there was like, oh, oh, oh my God. And you kept telling me, I was like, you should give it another shot. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> that was towards the end when it started getting better. I know. But you're like, no, no, towards the end, it gets better. And it's like, I am not going to sit through fucking 15 episodes and be like, does it get better yet? <laughs> nope, not yet. Come back next week. No, no, you, you really got to wait till it hits episode 18. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I'm not sitting through that. Sorry. Yeah, well, I'm not doing it again, so. <laughs> That's one that if it comes out on Blu-ray, you're like, man, maybe if it goes on sale. Mm -mm. I haven't even watched the first season on Disney+. Plus. I mean, I can watch that for nothing. And I'm like... Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Seen it. Don't need to see it again. I don't need the flashbacks. <laughs> no shit. Well, season two is up there now. Yeah. Oh, that was part of what's in this book. Going back to my pimp spot, but Ray Carson, awesome job. I'm going back to finish Most Wanted. She wrote that one too, the solo tie-in. That's the YA one, right? Yeah, I was like halfway done with that, and then I got sidetracked, and I went back to that now to finish it. You had your surgery? Uh, Call back the last episode. Yeah, no, nah, just like some pre-op testing. Gotcha. <laughs> 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 but anyway, the... It, it's pretty good. It's, it's really simple, though, so it's easy to get kind of, mm, not bored, but like, yeah, you know, your mind starts to kind of wander a little bit yeah. when you're reading it. Not her fault, but I mean, she did. She does a good job writing it. It's just the, the reading level is not necessarily... The highest? Well, the, the, I mean, the story, the complexity of the story is not really... Gotcha. You know, it's easy to grasp. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is good. I like I like it. It's, it's a cool um, lead up, or not lead up, but I think it's a couple of years before the movie starts. Is it? Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's got... Uh, what's her fuck in it? Kira. Well, yeah, it's, it's them doing shit for the white worms, but... Yeah, yeah. I think they're like 16. Yeah, I forgot about her being in it, though. Yeah. Yeah, you know, from the pages you sent me of the Last Jedi novel, mm -hmm. or not Last Jedi, um, Rise of Skywalker, see, I'm going mm -hmm. back to the good one. Yeah. It, like, there was a couple sections where you send me, like, two full pages. Mm -hmm. From what I read, I was like, what happens next? I know. She's got, has a really engaging voice. Yeah, she's got a good style. Yeah, but what I was going to say was Rise of Skywalker, one of the... One of the added things that I showed mm -hmm. you, spoilers, if nobody's seen the movie, but... We probably should have put a spoiler alert way at the beginning of all this. Oh, well, fuck it. <laughs> this is your spoiler alert! Some bitches don't get bothered!
when Lando goes out to find people and, and they show up, it seems way less cheesy in the book. Mm -hmm. Not that it was necessarily cheesy, but it was kind of cliche. It was cheesy. Yeah. But in the book, it feels so much more epic because they have all wings start reporting in and mm -hmm. it's like fucking the ghost standing by and fucking fireball and Kaz from resistance checks in inferno squadron checks like all these different ancillary. Yeah. All these different uh, worlds start to merge into this final epic battle and it, it yeah. made it seem way more meaningful and like it, it's bringing all these different things together to finish this off you know right no that that was a good scene and it, that was it was kind of fucking super cheesy in the movie because like poe's like oh no we're never gonna make it a few minutes yeah. later all poe's like oh no we're never gonna do this and then right at that moment having lando be like yes we will kid mm -hmm. it's like oh yeah but i mean what are you gonna do i know but it is cheese dick. Yeah. I mean, cheesy or predictable. I'm not sure which one's the better word. I mean, you could look at fucking Endgame when they did that exact moment. It didn't come off cheesy or predictable. Yeah. It came off like, oh, holy fuck. Right. So it's just the handling of it that was like, ugh. Well, yeah, well, they didn't telegraph that like, well, fucking fucknut goes off to find all the heroes that came back. Yeah. They didn't telegraph that they were going to show up eventually. Exactly. Like, they set that up so many times that you're like, when are they coming yeah in the end game by the time they show up you've done forgot that those people are back mm -hmm. in the world yeah the snap was undone you've, you've forgotten by then yeah like i said in rise of skywalker they set it up so many fucking times they ring that bell so many times of like lando's going look at oh man this is getting really hopeless oh man this is getting even more hopeless oh man what are we gonna do mm -hmm. that when it finally happens you're like finally yeah so yeah no i'm glad that you did end up digging that and that it yeah. does seem so good yeah it is. It was really good. Isn't she doing one of the newer, the new High Republic? She is. Yeah. So I don't know. I might, because Claudia Gray is too, right? Uh, yeah, I think. So they're both do. Goddamn dog. I know. I can hear it. Can you really fucking hear fucking that wild. shit? Jesus, he's right over my head. Why is he over my head? <laughs> Why is he in that room? Oh, but anyway. High Republic. Right. So yeah, I may have to check those out, even though I really don't want to, because I really don't think I'm going to like that. <laughs> The whole the, the idea of it and the the concept art looks it looks not good. <laughs> See, this is where you and I disagree again. I think some of the art looks good, but the concept overall to me is like ugh. So we agree on that, but I think some of the art is pretty fucking tits. Well, some of it might be. I but... like the designs. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe they could be drawn by better artists or something, but the the idea of the designs, what they're showing us, it's like I like that. Yeah. I don't know. Something about it is, doesn't seem right. It, it really, I think the main issue I have with it is that they're saying like, this is 200 years before Phantom Menace. Right. And they look like fucking medieval. Exactly. But the Jedi have been uh, around for thousands of years. And 200 years before, they're... Yeah, see, that's one of the places where the EU really had it over. Yeah. Because, like, they went back, like I said, that Dawn of the Jedi novel, where they weren't even fucking using lightsabers yet. Yeah. That was set, like, 25,000 years before the Battle of Yavin. It's a long time. So it's like, this shit makes sense. And even the shit with, like, Darth Bane, I think, was set maybe 2,000 years or more. Hang on, let me look. It might have been 5 to 10 or something. I don't know exactly, but yeah. Even that wasn't, like... You know, a decade before Phantom Menace. Right. Darth Bane was... First one was like 1,032 years. The Old Republic novels start about four to five thousand years before so yeah that's they're really collapsing the timeline now in a way that's just like Ew. yeah it seems too recent to have that 
radical of a different design. Which, I mean, they're not showing Yoda in it, but it's like, you've got to show a 700-year-old Yoda. Who is going to look exactly like a fucking 800-year-old Yoda. Yeah, but it's it's like, that can, that's can that got to be the only reason why they would fucking do it. Yeah. Is so they can still play with a familiar character. Otherwise, it's like, why? I, I don't know. Which, that makes me wonder, too. It's like, if Yoda's 800 and something in episode one, mm-hmm. I've been really battling lately with the child's age Mm -hmm. him still being a fucking shit in his pants baby at like 50 yeah i wonder if they maybe made him a little too old made oh made 50 a little too old yeah make him a baby at like 20 25 somewhere in there yeah because now he's all of a sudden got to age a lot because i mean if you follow that trend it's like at 100 years old what's he gonna look five Mm. true and then by the time he's 900 he's gonna look fucking 90 yeah. I don't know. The math on that just isn't working out like the age progression math. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had they had to make him 50 so that, you know, it would make sense that he was banging out Yaddle after the council meetings and made this baby. Oh, you're literally calling him Yoda's baby? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, there is that part of me that's like, what if they fucking did do that? I mean, that would be awesome. It would be kind of weird, though, right? Uh, Yeah, especially since, like, Jedi aren't supposed to be hopping. Right, but since they're so, such a rare species or whatever. I mean, in the EU, that was, I think, Coyote Monday's thing. Is like, his species is so rare that he got, like, a special dispensation from the yeah. council to be like, we know you guys are rare, so you can get your dick on bone, son. He was like, all right. Daddy got to lay some pipe. Mm-hmm. Call back. <laughs> if we didn't already have a title for this, that would be a great title, laying pipe. Mm-hmm. But anywho, real quick, I'll talk about my pimp spot. Yeah, you still haven't gone. You're like, hey, do you have a pimp spot ready? And I'm like, sure, I'll do one. And then it's like an hour later. Yeah, and you're like, oh, do I? You still haven't watched it, I don't think. I mean, the odds are good that I didn't, whatever it is. <laughs> Let's spin the wheel. No, I did watch Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yep, haven't watched it. I was hoping you and the lady would. Nope, I haven't got around to it yet. Well, I did, and I'll say this, and I know this sounds like a backhanded compliment, and I think I'm getting good at those, but I don't mean it to be. That's a call for I know. I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, it's your greatest movie ever. Not by a long shot. For me, it still doesn't touch the greatness of Clerks 2, but that movie... That's a damn good movie, and it has a damn good fucking heart and soul to it. Yeah. And the only reason it has a good heart and soul to it is because of Affleck. Really? Yeah. Without him, it's like, I don't know how that would have fucking came together as well as it did. I mean, it's already, I still think like it's got a good heart and soul to it before that, but with his scene, Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm not a parent. Hopefully I'll never be a parent. I don't want to be a parent, whatever. But yeah, with Affleck in there, it's like, whoa, dude. Hmm. And for that fact alone, I think you're going to be like, I don't like this movie. Why? I would bet you're going to cry like a bitch. (laughs) Um, Maybe. I would count on it. It's okay. I've been doing that a lot anyway, so why the fuck not? Okay. Wait, was that too much information? No. (laughs) In fact, if you'd have been like, I don't cry, I'd have been like, oh, okay. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's usually uh, my answer, but I've had my ass kicked for about four months now, so. um, I would say a bit longer than that, but okay. Yeah, so I, I I don't even pretend to like. Yeah, I feel you. There aren't enough walls in the world for me to put my fist through at this point, so. I just have to cry instead. You know, see, I, I've never been a, <laughs> I've never been a fister when it comes to anger. Oh, I used to, I used to fist everything, dude. That sounds sexy. I know. Let's hang on that thought for a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
I've put my hand through drywall a couple times, smashed the face off of a car stereo. Oh. Let's see, what else have I done? I've fucking smashed a hole into a Nintendo cartridge. Oh, I remember. I've broken controllers, obviously. I mean, that's naturally who hasn't done yeah. that. See, I've never been one to, like, punch anything, though, because, like, I don't want to hurt my hand because then I'll really be pissed. Oh, no, it feels good. I would bet. It feels good that... to. To feel like your hand's broken, it feels good when you're that pissed off. See, me, it's like I'm headed for an early grave because I bottle it all up and then explode later. Oh, yeah, so do I. That's why my fist goes through a wall. No. Because it it boils over at the stupidest shit. Like, the fucking radio won't turn on right. (laughs) Or my cassette tape in my brand new fucking stereo won't come out because the fucking shitty-ass button just broke off. So I beat it till the fucking face pops off and then i fucking wing that into the back of the car and it stays there forever until i sell the car oh nice now see what i was doing last year when we cut the tree down i'm nowhere near my pimp spot anymore but let's call it <laughs> last year we cut a plum tree down in the yard like when i would get pissed what i would do i was just take a fucking axe and start hacking at the fucking uh stump that works too yeah that works too so it's like it gets out aggression sometimes, but there's no like, oh. Yeah, there's nothing quite like breaking shit. Gonna need a fucking doctor for that one. <laughs> no, surprisingly, I never actually broke any bones in my hands. Yeah. I don't know how, because them fucking game cartridges are hard as a motherfucker. Yeah, I don't know. I popped a hole right in a Tecmo Super Bowl. Goddamn Bo Jackson, you motherfucker. <laughs> Easy, OJ, easy. Cocksucker. Fucking such, a, such bullshit, dude. Calm, you can run like, can run like 20 Let's get times back to my faster fucking than pimp anybody spot. else in the whole game. Let's get back to my pimp spot. Calm okay, your sorry. fucking tits over there, Grandpa. Sorry. Save that rage for a little later when we do fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck me. I can see it now. You gotta fuck this shit. Fuck fucking Bo Jackson, goddamn piece of shit. Yeah. But yeah, reboot. I think the ending kind of falls apart a bit, but then it picks back up. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's a damn good movie. Hmm. It is kind of like his fucking end game. Where it's oh, like, yeah. you remember all this shit I've been talking about for like 20 years? Let's bring it all together. Hmm. And after this, I am more excited than I was before for Mallrats 2 and Clerks 3. Which yeah. I don't think we've ever talked about are back on the table again. Jesus Christ, are they really? Yeah. Here's me not holding my breath again. Yeah, no shit. But I told you before, like he said, I said in a DM to you, I was like, he said that like reboot makes or breaks the future. And you're like, God damn, overdramatic much. Yeah. But I, I understand what he was saying. He was basically saying like, if this movie goes well, we've got the funding in place to make those movies. And if gotcha. this movie does not, it's fallen through. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, maybe a little overdramatic, but it's true. You know? Yeah, he's definitely a practitioner of hyperbole. Yeah, he is. But yeah, I get it in this case. This is one of the cases where it wasn't pure hyperbole. It was true. And apparently he's still going to make that fucking Moose Jaws movie too. No shit. Which I'm down for. (sighs) That thing's been dead for 10 years. I don't think it's been that long. It's been a while. Well, I mean, he started talking about it before Tusk, he, and he said it was going to be part of the trilogy of Tusk, Yoga Hosers, and then that. He made the first two, so. It's true. I have no reason to be like, fuck you, you idiot. I didn't say I was. You ain't going to do it. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're putting words in my mouth now. But... I know. I'm a master of hyperbole, too. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm I'm all in for that because, like, Tusk, I've talked about that before. That's a fucking amazing goddamn movie. 
I wasn't a big fan of yoga hosers, but Tusk is fucking awesome. That's one of his top five best. Yeah. I would even hazard to say top three. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I know, you should, though, because it's so fucking awesome and ballsy. Yeah? Yeah. If I ever get the Blu-ray of it, I'll give you the digital copy. I just got to scrape together, I think it's like 15 bucks on Amazon right now. Nice. Oh, it's so fucking good, dude. It's so fucking ballsy and... It's nuts, too. It's fucking insane. Yeah, it looks pretty fucking crazy. Oh, it is. It lives up to all the fucking crazy bat shit hype. And I see what he means, too, when he's like, people are being like, this fucking movie's stupid. And he's like, isn't it? And then people mm-hmm. are like, this movie's awesome. And he's like, isn't it? It's true. It's fucking stupid and ridiculous, but fucking awesome. Right. But um, yeah, Reboot. I was a little disappointed, though, in the bonus features on Reboot, because you know how back in the day when they would do a fucking DVD or something, they would pack so much shit on there, you'd be like, all right, already. Right. They'd have behind-the-scenes documentaries and... Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's still some of that shit. There's interviews and whatnot, but there's no commentary, which, I mean, he did a commentary what? on Smodcast not too long ago, but hmm. that was disappointing. But yeah, it's definitely, I would say, worth the buy. Okay. Anyway, what do you say we tee up our guest? Okay. So, and I didn't want to do this in front of him because I it's just weird to be like, well, this week, you know. Mm-hmm. But I asked him back in January, and I'd asked him a couple times, and I mean, he was still busy writing and apparently directing, too. But anyway, I asked him back in January, and he was like, yeah, I'll do it. But fucking, you know that old Star Trek podcast I talk about a lot? Which one's that? Star Trek The Next Conversation? Never heard of it. It's about Star Trek? What's that? And they have conversations? What's that? Oh, fuck off. Anyway, it's Matt Myra's podcast that he does. It's awesome, so go listen to that. But it's not Matt Myra that we're having on. It's his co-host, who's a real fucking douchebag. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. But yeah, Matt Myra's co-host from Star Trek The Next Conversation, Andy Secunda, I think. Um, Oh, yeah, he's awesome. I know that guy. Yeah, Fitz is Andy's favorite podcaster, fucking douchebag. Yeah, I'm going to, we're going to talk to him, aren't we? Yeah, um, actually, I got to go take a shit, remember? Oh, no! Yep, I got to step out. Well, I guess I'll just talk to Andy now, who you can follow. Shut up, you're supposed to be taking a boom boom. I haven't left yet. You're supposed to! I'm, I'm getting up, I'm... Okay, I gotta go. Bye. Okay. So yeah, podcaster extraordinaire, writer on Schooled on ABC, and I think he's an executive producer. He was a writer, EP, co-EP, supervising producer, and just a regular old shit bum producer on the Goldbergs. And back in the day, he was a writer on Conan. I'm gonna talk to Andy Secunda. I'll just do the intro when we record the actual show because it's always awkward to me to be like, my guest tonight. Yeah. You know, no problem. So I just like to dive right in. Very good. I'll be curious to hear what you say about me. (laughs) (laughs) This douchebag. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) What? What the hell? <laughs> I thought he was a nice guy. What a prick. I, I took time out of my busy coronavirus schedule. <laughs> I was scratching my ass and watching TV. <laughs> my busy schedule of stuffing my face until I fall asleep. And honestly, that's I said it to you the other day on Twitter, and I'll say it again. 
as a fat dude, I hate you so much. I haven't seen you, so I can't evaluate whether you're actually fat. Trust me, I am. I can tell you uh, I'm no prize with my shirt off. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> So I'm not winning a beauty contest with my shirt off. I definitely, my senses, based on the amount of gluttony I inflict on myself, I must be blessed with a certain faster uh, digestive system that I think is slowly dwindling as I age. But uh-huh. also... <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. I also have had to work in very extreme and not advised in any medical way kind of intermittent fasting where it's like some days I'll eat one meal a day and that's the meal where I'm pounding it or or the, I eat one meal a day and then I have to eat f- incredibly healthy and uh and then you know and it's tough. It's really hard and so that's the only way I can counterbalance it and it's because I love food so much. See, I don't like food enough to pound it while I'm eating it. (laughs) Uh, Oh, you're saying literally pound it? (laughs) Yeah, I was making a jerk off joke. Oh, yeah, gotcha. My man. (laughs) If it it helped the process, I'd be happy to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I thought you were going to say I have one meal a day where I eat only one pint of ice cream instead of, as you said recently, two. No, two, two and a half. Like, I have, there's no off switch. Yeah, I just, like I said, I'm a fat dude, so I get to the point where it's like, if I have one more bite, I'm really going to hate myself, and it's already, like, at a certain level anyway. And what are you eating? Like, give me an example of, like, a, of a, of a doom meal. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm you're no. sure you're not going to disgust me, buddy? <laughs> I eat four um, slices of pizza, a calzone, and a couple pints of ice cream in a sitting, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, throw out the calzone and the ice cream and that's typical for me or i'll just add a fifth piece and it's like oh if i eat another one which i really want i'm really gonna not like myself more but here's the thing are you eating that three times a day no because i waddle enough Uh uh-huh so what so are you eating a really big crazy breakfast no it's generally just that and i still cast a long shadow Uh uh-huh well, so. I can I can only tell you intermittent fasting has been effective. And the main thing the doctor said, this isn't going to help you because the main thing the doctor said when I said, is this something I should stop doing? He said, no, the fasting, I think, has proven to have, you know, health effects, even even for fighting diabetes. He says the problem is what you're eating when you decide <laughs> to eat. Yeah, that's my main issue, too, is I uh, eat shit instead sure. of a salad. So if you want to mix and match it and uh, and just, you know try to get healthy things in your diet as well as those things and then get your meals as close together as possible uh you might see a difference but i don't know if you care enough about it but healthy things don't taste good (laughs) i'm with you buddy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah we were talking before about star wars and clone wars and we started getting deep into that and i was like i save it save it yeah. I asked you when we were talking about novelizations if you wanted to save it. And you're like, nah, they've heard enough about the novelizations. Yeah. Like I said, I've blown the Republic Commando novels enough. Yeah. So. Okay. So Clone Wars, talk to me. You asked me how I felt about those early seasons specifically, right? And the movie. I guess I'm trying to, as someone who's just jumping in now and I sort of got Disney Plus, I think I even ordered, you know what? No, I ordered the Samurai Jack guys, uh, Getty Tarkovsky? Is that his name? I ordered his things because I was like, oh, that was before the other things, but that's totally unrelated, you're saying. 
Yeah, that at the time that episode three came out, that was canon, but they've completely thrown that out the window now. Although it does really sync up well. The second half, the first half is kind of dog shit, and it even has a Scooby reference in it. So I'm when I say it's dog shit, I mean it. Yeah, Gendy, Gendy Tar Tartakovsky. Okay, so we're putting those aside. Uh, I like the style of them, so I'll probably watch them anyway. But... Which, real quick, I've got to ask though. Yes. How the hell did you find them? Uh, online. Uh, not sorry, not online. I I think they might have been a little pricey. I got DVDs of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I've looked at the prices on them for a while and was like, oh, so I'm never gonna get that. I had stumbled across them in a secondhand store and I was like, holy shit, ten dollars each bought. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've seen some of them and forty dollars for one. It's like it ain't worth that. It's only an hour. Yeah. It's it's not uh, unreasonable, but they are cool. But uh, but anyway, so we're putting those aside. Yeah. Okay. So then what? Because uh, the thing I was saying to you that seemed to spark your you, you wanted to put this on on the show was yeah. when I was figuring it out. There there seems to be a general feeling that like oh that's not as good. Don't watch that. Start here. Yeah. And I don't know if that was the movies or what it was. Well, a lot of people seem to think the first two seasons and the movie, you don't need that. Mm-hmm. But the reason I was like, no, I'll just save it. We'll talk about it on mic. For me, it's kind of like what I said to you before we started recording that I'm a new fan to Trek. What mm-hmm. got me in was the Orville and your show. The Clone Wars is what made me a Star Wars fan because I remember, and then Fitz, my co-host, he... He can't wrap his head around it, but it's, I always tell him, it's like, dude, think about when I was born. Right. I had seen all of the things that had come after that, and I had seen, like, Terminator 2 by this point. Right. So when I would watch the original trilogy, it's like, this fucking shit's boring. Right. And it, The original trilogy being A New Hope. Yeah. Uh, four, <laughs> five, and six. Crazy. I know. Everybody's like, what are you, fucking nuts? And it's like, kind of. Why? I mean, I but, get. I guess it makes sense. Although, don't you think *Phantom Menace* is slow? I understand that that the the second two, at least, he picked up the pace and correct course corrected a little bit. Well, but see, *Phantom Menace* seems to be almost as slow as as *A New Hope*. And *New Hope*, at least, the story structure is firm. I think *Phantom Menace* is great, but how, how old were you when you saw it? Let's see, eighteen. Oh, all right. Okay, so you were old enough to. But have taste. See, I, had, I, I had, <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, I had seen four, five, and six when I was maybe eight instead yeah. of 18. Right. And I remember specifically, and again, Fitz is like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And it's like, how much time you got? <laughs> but I remember seeing the speeder chase on Endor in six. Yeah. And falling asleep when I was little because like this is so fucking boring, isn't it? The speeder chase? I know. It's, I don't need somebody else yelling at me about it. It's super fast. It's super fast motion. They're on bikes speeding through trees. How much more action could you have? <laughs> it wasn't a T one thousand, dude. <laughs> so crazy. But yeah, for me it's like I love Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones is the one where it's like, if it weren't for Obi-Wan, this movie would be a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I hear, I, I don't know. It's What's interesting is, I assume this must have existed. You know, this probably exists with Bond, with James Bond. But there's probably got to be very few franchises that span over so many decades that it's like, yeah, that wasn't my generation. I don't care about that. Like, and And the fact that I saw it in my formative years makes it 
like that's why it's treasured to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's dog shit or anything. I'm saying at the time I was like, I've seen Terminator, dude. This shit is nothing. Because I didn't understand, you know, I didn't understand like you're seeing shit innovated here right now. Like what it, you mean in terms of effects? Yeah, that and it, I, you know, the perfect example for me to convey it to somebody else is uh-huh. through Scooby-Doo. Like if you watch the original Scooby-Doo series, Where Are You? Uh-huh. Fucking boring. There's just long hallway shots where there's just music and they're walking and just sure. Now I love it, and I loved it as a kid. So through that prism, it falls apart. But compare that to a new Scooby show where people are motor mouthed and there is never a second of silence. That's what it was like for me. When did the new one come out? What the new Scooby shows? Yeah. Um, they've been going constantly since like '98. Gotcha. They've been doing movies and shows and stuff, and there's no downtime. There's explosions, all kinds of crazy shit happening. Yeah. And even if they're walking down a hallway, they're talking. There's no just long hallway shots where music's playing. Gotcha. And nobody's talking. Right. So it's like. But I think that, that's where I get confused because Phantom Menace is as slow as can be. <laughs> Well, like you said, though, I was older at that point where I could stand that type of shit. But you were older, but you still didn't like the four, five, and six. No, I grew to like those. I really, I did. I grew to like those. I'm questioning your reasoning is that you're saying old Scooby-Doo is slow, new Scooby-Doo is fast, and that's the reason I gravitated toward it, even though I eventually liked old Scooby-Doo. But I'm saying Phantom Menace is as slow or yes. slower than New Hope. Like I said, though, I I watched New Hope when I was like six, seven, or eight, somewhere in there, and I was like, fuck this Star Wars shit. I came in through Clone Wars when I was like 18, mm-hmm. and then I watched all the movies and was like, oh, I get it now. Right, and that's where I feel like it's just whatever it was that hit you at the right moment. It yes, doesn't matter exactly. what anybody says. It doesn't matter. But you know what's terrifying to me as someone who is interested you know, in my dream of making stuff like this? Mm. Uh, but is currently making television, so you can apply it to like even just comedy television, is I kind of always want it to be like this thing that I feel internally that I know is going to be awesome will be awesome for everyone for all times. And yeah. it's like beyond all the things that we might agree on of like, ah, oh, that wasn't acted that well or that wasn't this or that wasn't that, the things that are sort of seem like they would be more, you know, empirical and like and subject and objective. Mm-hmm. Beyond that is just when did it hit you in your life? And there's no way you're ever gonna get over that. Because I I totally get it. Like yeah. so well- many people love Phantom Menace in those those first three movies, and mm-hmm. so many people are like the four, five, and six are so infinitely superior than the other ones. And it's just like you can't reason with people. It's just where they were well, in mean, their lives. You said James Bond, but another good comparison would be Batman. If right. you compare sixty six to the eighty nine movie doesn't even it looks like two different things it doesn't even look like batman and batman well to the also to the nolan ones that too yeah yeah it's three different batmans mm-hmm. but who is are people championing the tim burton batman now that the nolan batmans have come out uh, i know people are championing the adam west batman but that's just like a different beast entirely yeah and certainly i loved it you know it was before my time but i loved it in reruns when i was growing up just because it was you know it was batman it didn't matter to me <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I don't know that people are championing it, but they're not. 
I can say for sure they're not being like Tim Burton. What an idiot. No, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's definitely it's art artistically successful. It's just uh, yeah. It's just each each one grows an iteration closer to what me as a fanboy would want. Yeah, I, it almost seems like eighty nine isn't even brought up at this point. Yeah, that's. I think you're right. Yeah. You've either got like what people consider the greatness of Nolan's two movies, and then it's like, oh, he tried a third time. <laughs> yeah. I, and I mean, I've got issues with his second time, but. Oh, interesting. See, I loved the second time, and I was very jealous of that because I sort of, as with many things that are pointless, empty jealousy, <laughs> I sort of feel like it's, yeah, like everybody. He's he's just a technical like master. There's no taking it away from him. But at the time, I was like, oh, so genius. Do Batman as a dark kind of Michael Mann crime film. And I'm like, yeah, obviously. It was yeah. on the table, you know? And the, the it's like with Guardians of the Galaxy, just like, hey, do Star Wars, except do it full on as a comedy. And it's kind of dark and the characters are a little raunchy. It's like, yeah, obviously. Like, and I know, I won't even pat myself on the back. Like, I know that that must have been pitched a billion times over by people like us in yeah. to Hollywood. And they just need something to be already successful in order to understand that it's going to be successful. Well, look at like the X-Men movies. Yeah. They even made jokes in the first one. was like, what do you want me wearing? Yellow spandex? Yeah. As if that was something, you know, stupid. Right. That was and insane. And now you've got full on Captain America. Right, sure, right. So, yeah, and that's just less than... Hell, that was less than a decade, wasn't it? Yeah. From 2000 to, like, 2010-ish. Yeah. So, yeah... It changed real quick. That way to get Captain America into the Captain America uniform by saying that he was doing propaganda first. Yes. Was literally the big one of the biggest master strokes of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, I would say. Uh-huh. And it, it wasn't even making fun of the old suit, which, like I said, X-Men, they... Right, they were like, oh, fuck that, we'd never do that. Yeah, yeah, that shit's lame, who would do that? Yeah. They made it work. Yeah. And I mean, even if you would have seen him use that actual suit, it would have been like, I think it works. They gave it a reason to work. Yeah, and I think part of the problem... They usually just find a genius way to get everything in that we want to see. I feel like with the uh, the Marvel, have you, do you watch the Marvel TV shows too? Like Daredevil and whatnot. Luke Cage and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I generally like, and I like a lot of the stylistic things, but what they've done with the character is in an effort to strip out any of the 70s cheesiness and the stereotype aspects. I think they've made him too down the middle, both in his costume and his persona and his, like, in everything. Mm -hmm. And so I, I kind of feel like you've lost something important in the attempt to update it in in the same way that you're sort of pointing out with the, I mean, I don't know what I'm saying. Wolverine should be in a... In yellow span and yellow spandex but i agree with you in terms of the attitude they have about it yeah luke cage specifically they did give him the headband yeah at one point but as and a like, as a bit almost right uh, yeah it was like when the experiment happened they right. gave him his powers or whatever he had this headband on that was tracking his brain activity or some shit like that yeah but it's like they made it work. Yeah. Where, you know, 15 years ago, they'd have been like, look at this idiot. Ha ha ha. Who would do that? 
Yeah. You know. But they were they really weren't committing to it there. I think with no, Captain America they were committing not. to it. With that they like oh, yeah. put him in a costume as he was escaping that looked like the original costume because he was trapped into that costume. But then yeah. he he immediately went back to wearing a hoodie, which I kind of kind of like, yeah. I'm not saying he has to be dressed like old Luke Cage, but uh, you know what? It's the flair that I feel of the character that I feel like is missing a little bit in that. But then with Daredevil, they've nailed it in terms of the costume and the attitude. And I was going to say, it does seem like on those Netflix shows, they didn't want to fully commit. Yeah. Even Daredevil, they kind of were like, well, let's get away from that red because, you know, that might not be the greatest look or something. I don't know, because a lot of people were saying when it's brightly lit, it looks like shit. And it's like, I saw it on a mannequin for the auction. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. That's Daredevil. Yeah. The the actual one. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I think it looks awesome. But- for season three, they went back to the ninja, which I know everybody loves that, but me, I'm like, I want to see the fucking horns, man. That's metal. Oh, really? They went back for season three. I'm not, I just finished season two. I haven't finished season three yet, so I gotta... No spoilers. I've only seen like two episodes of it. Yeah. That's, you mean the, you mean the sort of bandana around his face, that thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Okay, so I'm glad to hear you agree with me. Oh, no, yeah. You want Daredevil to be Daredevil. What are you doing? (laughs) A lot of people really liked that black ninja suit. Oh, that's ridiculous. Make Daredevil Daredevil again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it worked for the first season, but yeah, it's like the fucker progressed. Let him go. Yeah. But yeah, and I don't even remember how they got him back in the black because it's been, I watched two episodes when it came out and was like, this is awesome, then didn't watch anymore so yeah so back to star wars (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, way off track Uh, yeah, okay, so did you give me your rundown? It's tell me what we what I should watch. Well, like I said, I'll send you a link, because StarWars.com, they gave you the order to watch it. But now, in order to do that, am I watching stuff that like people are like, eh, don't watch that, it's boring, or it's not good? You would be watching things that the general public is like, eh, it sucks. But like I said, for me, Clone Wars got me into Star Wars. Those first two seasons in the movie are what everybody is like, eh, you don't need that. I don't agree. Like, there's an episode, or maybe it's an arc, with Yoda, and he's stuck on a planet with some clones. If you don't watch the first two seasons, you're not going to see that. And it's a really important key episode, because, like, at one point, it's minor spoiler, I apologize, I know you don't like spoilers, but, like, Yoda tells the clone, he's like, take off your helmets, I want to see your faces, and they're like, but it's all the same face, and he's like, but it, you each have your own individuality, I want to see that, not your you know armor okay so that's the first season you're telling me to watch yeah i say watch it all okay i think i am watching that then i think i have gone back and i am watching that so yes and i'm enjoying that i will say though it weirds me out because i have such a prejudice against phantom menace yeah and the robots and that the robots are ever set up as the equivalent of stormtroopers and the danger of stormtroopers is insane to me (laughs) yeah yeah because they're always going to be these cute little robots so it's difficult for me to get past and the clones i guess it also to me is like i'm a little maybe this is just like this is a sci-fi prejudice of mine but i'm always a little like but they're they are all the same guy (laughs) but i guess that's it's the same thing as data i guess it's just like well they're now they're they're people so tough luck yeah throughout those first two seasons they really 
nail that, yeah, they're all the same on like the biological level. They are 100% the same guy. But it kind of nails that it's not what you are, it's what you experience that makes you who you are. Right. Yeah. It's it's very interesting because it kind of highlights that prejudice in us that I think we mm-hmm. all, we all want to believe like, no, I was born special. <laughs> yeah. What I am is that I was born special. I had specialness inside from the second I was born. And this is, you know, it's open to debate. And, uh, mm-hmm. and this show falls hard on, no, it's what you experience and what you do that makes you different. And if you pay close attention to all of the Clone Wars, yeah, I honestly feel like it will make the prequels better for you. And not just the prequels, it does make the original trilogy better too. How so? Because there are story moments that tie into both trilogies that give deeper meaning. It's sort of like how Rogue One made Episode 4 have more meaning. Like It totally changes the opening of Episode 4. Right, it's that these sort of people like have, that. that when she says yeah. many people died, it's like, yes. uh, yeah. When they give you that personal connection, you see the people who died. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Did you like Rogue One? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I really enjoyed a lot of it, but I yeah. feel like, and the, the, the fucking Vader thing at the end, I would just <laughs> I could watch that over and over again. Yeah. But, um, and I love that it was the style and it was, you know, my era of Star Wars and everything. I guess just story-wise, my problems with a lot of these things are that it's just like the story doesn't seem to move in a concise, like one beat to the next beat grabbing me kind of fashion. And even though I love that they they decided to go back and do Rogue One, you know, do a Star Wars movie as a war movie, like I love it, but it's, I don't know, it just didn't quite hit a hit a 10 for me how do you feel about rogue one and solo versus the sequel trilogy then in terms of from what's perspective quality how satisfying the stories were yeah i mean to me the original trilogy is the the, or the four five and six or what what are you what do you people call (laughs) you phantom menace people it's prequel trilogy original trilogy and sequel trilogy Okay. Prequel trilogy, original trilogy. Okay. So you do call Phantom Menace the prequel trilogy, even though technically it's not a prequel. I guess it is a prequel because it was released after. Right. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So original trilogy. Yeah. So I'm an original trilogy guy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean Rogue One and Solo as independent movies versus the sequels. I didn't hate Solo the way that a lot of other people did. I thought it had a lot of entertaining parts. I really would have loved to have seen Lord and Miller's version because I have a feeling it would have been more along the lines of what I'd be interested in. They might have gotten too jokey, but I also kind of feel like in the same way that with Rogue One, you're making a war movie with solo go for it make it a comedy like han solo is definitely the funniest character hands down there's no question yeah definitely so like go for it let's see what it's like and in the end i think that you know because ron howard is a skilled movie maker it was like oh okay that was and a you know it was it was almost like a novelization for me it was kind of like Mm -hmm. or my perception of a novelization you're more educated about it where it's like oh okay i saw the characters i liked and and it hit the bases i wanted it to hit yeah it didn't completely shit the bed right but it just could have been more satisfying and i kind of feel the same about rogue one with the edge of like that rogue one had more highs for me yeah but in comparison to the original trilogy is no comparison i think the original trilogy is the greatest thing ever okay but how about against the sequels are you just completely ignoring those the sequels are satisfying 
I think I was more frustrated by The Force Awakens when I first saw it because of all the pressure that was on it. Yeah. And even now, I should come up with a term for this. It's not exactly airplane movie because that's too damning, but it's like movies that you will like if you have them and you can skim, then it'd just be like, I want to see this scene. Oh, that's cool. I want to see this scene. That's cool. But like, I don't, the rest of it is kind of like, yeah, fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, Okay, fine. That's basically where I would land. Like, which is crazy for a Star Wars movie. Yeah. And in terms of the the fan hatred of like, they fucked this up and they screwed that up and it's not as good. I guess I feel like it's so hard, as we were talking about before we started recording, to please everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I've I've listened to it and... I've really come to understand it's like there is no way to please Star Wars fans because Seven came out and they're like, oh, it's too safe. Isn't that true of everyone though? It's true of Star Trek fans. I don't, I don't know yeah, Bond but, fans well enough, but I have to assume it's similar. Yeah, but Star Wars fans got really vocal and really fucking shitty about it. Yeah, because like I said, Seven came out and they're like, hey, it's good, but it, it's too safe. So they were like, okay, here's Rogue One. We'll give you a fucking war movie. And they're like, well, that's good, but it's it's. <laughs> It's not really familiar enough. So they were like, okay, so safe and familiar. Okay, here's The Last Jedi. And they're like, what what are you doing? It's too extreme. And it's like, okay, so the first one was too safe. This one takes too many chances. You want something familiar. So they gave them, with Solo, they gave them a safe movie with something familiar, with a lot of familiar shit. Right. And people still bitched. Well, And it was at that point where I was like, there's no satisfying these fuckers. I think you're right. If that's really, if those are really the critiques, then the critiques contradict each other for me Uh it all comes down to story and i feel like if you tell a story well then time is on your side like in the end because i think it's like and me and matt myra my co-host are are currently on our patreon going through the marvel movies and his his argument is that i enjoy the marvel movies now because now i've seen the whole story and able to go back and i don't agree with that i think that i understand that i mean it's it's true he's saying in terms of the whole story i don't think that's what it is i think what it is is I am now acclimated to what their goals are storytelling wise. And I think when I first watched it, my prejudice was this isn't what it should be. As a fan of Marvel Comics, they're not doing it the way that I want it to be. And now that I've seen what they've done instead, I kind of am like, oh, okay. And I can evaluate the story on its own. And I think for most of them, with a few exceptions, the story's pretty solid in all of the movies because they're just a really effective machine at polishing out problems in story and problems in character generally speaking and so i think by the same token it's like i'm saying about rogue one yeah the story in rogue one is a little flawed the characterizations in rogue one are a little flawed who's the main character in rogue one uh i guess Jin would be considered Jin, yes and i think thing? she's it's like the setup of her father being killed is great and then she's a little bit, and I think that they tried to fix this in reshoots, is my memory, that they, th- th- she's just a little bit too muted and all over the place. And you don't have the Han Solo kind of like logical turnaround from, you know, being uh, a mercenary to being a hero. It's just sort of like the story beats don't support it as fully as they should. And I kind of feel like for Solo, it's like, okay, this is, I'll follow you on this and I'll follow you on this, but it just doesn't hang together in a tight story fashion. And to me, that's like, 
even if you have those prejudices at the beginning, and I je- I tend to with all these things because I'm I'm a fanboy just like you. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the end, when you go back to it after you've sort of experienced the tone that they sort of are going for then you really can evaluate it and i feel like with force awakens and with solo i don't think i'm ever gonna think that they're better than i think they are now (laughs) whereas with the marvel movies i do yeah i feel like with uh, movies that are so connected like these two franchises are the mcu and star wars yeah I, i feel like it does take at least two but about three watches to really form your opinion on it right and then sometimes it does change after that but to get a really solid grasp of what it is and what they're going for it takes three because they throw a lot of shit at you in two hours that's that's true and that is also fair however i do think going back to our other conversation we were talking about mandalorian although Mm -hmm. you're you're deeper inside knowing what the fan base would think than i would but i feel like they're facing the same hatred of fans and i feel like by and large they won with those fans because they gave us the touches and the tone of the original trilogy but Mm -hmm. they invented their new story but they made a cool thing where he's like a wandering you know gun fighter basically it's like they did they made a lot of cool choices and the story by and large as you said like with a few stumbles was really sound and impressive did you get into firefly at all no i've sort of been preserving it for some stupid reason because i feel like there's some podcast to be had there but you know interestingly as with other weird viewing habits uh, of mine i saw the movie when it was out and i never watched the series and i was always sort of preserving the series because i know people say it's good i saw the movie first too oh you did okay yeah and it made me go back it did okay and do you think it was worthwhile the series Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I recently put up a post on our site because I'd recently rewatched Firefly and Serenity, just like wrote a quick article yeah, explaining like how I got into Firefly and going through it all again and re-experiencing it. Yeah, it's so worth it. Sure. But I bring that up because I feel like Solo and The Mandalorian owe so much to that show and movie uh-huh. because Solo and Mando both feel like sci-fi westerns and that's 100% what Firefly was. Without question, sure. Yeah. And I mean, I even wrote in that piece I put on our site, it's like, Solo even had a fucking space train robbery. (laughs) That's a really good point. (laughs) And I think like the second pilot of Firefly is literally called the train job. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's, if you like, and part of it was me making that comparison being like, because Solo gets shit on so hardcore. Yeah. And I think it's partially because it came out after Last Jedi, but so soon after Last Jedi, and that movie was so divisive. Right. But yeah, it, it's almost me trying to convince people to be like, fucking watch Solo. Give it a chance. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that it definitely got raked over the coals, and I don't think that's fair at all. I think it's an entertaining movie. Is it? Is it as entertaining as the original trilogy? No. What is? <laughs> you know? Um, so You're really going <laughs> to fucking throw that in my face, aren't you? <laughs> Look, we're just from different schools of thought, Doom. You come from the school of uh, liking uh, Phantom Menace, and I come from the school of liking a good series of movies. (laughs) (laughs) You're lucky you're a guest. (laughs) Because I'm going to be gone next week. (laughs) 
uh, put it this way. You remember when you and Matt were talking about the concept of a nerd bully? Is that what I'm being right now? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm trying my hardest because we talked about that in an episode and I was like, I've realized yeah. I'm a nerd bully. And it's like, wait, nope, I'm a nerd asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's the distinction? Um, Worse. Yeah. Because <laughs> I really go after Fitz hardcore sometimes. What is it? Where does he land on this topic? Oh, I mean, as much as I love Star Wars, he loves it even more. Like, he will sometimes he'll jump through hoops to just be like, fuck you, it's good. He loves Phantom Menace, though. Oh, yeah. And he, but yeah, yeah, how yeah. does he feel about the, the original trilogy? He loves it even more. Oh, okay. There you go. But yeah, like, he. This Fitz sounds like my kind of people. You know what? <laughs> Why don't you two get a fucking room, huh? I wish Fitz was on this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I really relate to Fitz. Wow, okay. Well, thanks for coming, and thanks for never coming back again. Like I said, I don't hate the original trilogy. It's just my first experience with it was not good. Right. I love now it now. Now you're saying you love it now. I get it. I get yes. It. Yeah. That's what I wasn't getting across before. I don't know that I can say, I can be as generous about that. I, I will say Phantom Menace I have gone back to, and I dislike it every time. The second two, uh, the second and the third, I really haven't gone back to enough to evaluate, and I know that they got their act more together, so I, I will stay open to that and, and have a revisit. I honestly don't think episode two did. Like I said, without the Obi-Wan shit, it's like, oh, fuck this movie and the last 45 minutes am i wrong that the yoda lightsaber fight is in the second one it is and that's in the last 45 minutes so how do you take that away though that's amazing i'm saying without that that movie is unwatchable uh-huh because of that it's like i can suffer through this bullshit rolling in the <laughs> fucking right. grass fair <laughs> but like episode three for me it's like you can't get better than that i know i know it's the prequel so oh fuck me but no no i i hear you <laughs> well, so but what i'm confused about is you hate attack of the clones but you love phantom menace yeah that really does confuse people but see this is where i get into just it's it's all it's all i'm not saying it's you know your, your opinion's invalid but it's impossible to argue with nostalgia love and you know what i may be a but victim of nostalgia love on my side you are but um <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only fits we're here <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna tell him like you're in love with him now <laughs> Never met the fucker, but you're like, oh, I wish I had him. But it's not even a nostalgia love for me. Like I said, yeah, I came into it all at the same time. And once I watched the original trilogy again, it was like, oh, I get it. I get it now. Yeah. I understand it's innovative. But when I was eight, it was like, it's fucking. Right. But when I was 18, it's like, oh, this shit is awesome. Right. I see why they ended up going back and making those first three, because these three are so strong. You're an admirable fanboy in that you really do dig in and like and try to fit the pieces together and i really i really appreciate that what the fuck else i got to do so <laughs> yeah well now none of us have anything else to do <laughs> so wait going back to it did you finish your 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 theorizing on clone wars the well, cartoon bottom line so okay so i am watching oh i don't think we ever got this i have been i think i'm watching it in the correct order then because i've i've started to watch and i did get to that episode that you're talking about with yoda and the planet and he's sort of strategizing against the yes yeah so i have seen that so i think i'm watching in the right order now do i need to watch the movie before that well you're watching in release order those first two seasons they would jump back and forth in time 
game. This link I'm going to send you from StarWars.com, it gives you the order that you should watch it in, which will jump between Season 1 and Season 2. Which is chronologically according to canon? Yes. Aren't I not watching it in the order that they made it in then? Yes, but the story flows... Is there an aspect of... It's like, I guess for me, I would want, if I had kids, I would want them to watch the original trilogy, and then if they were interested enough to go back and watch the other stuff. I don't need them to watch it chronologically, because that, in my opinion, wasn't the way that it was... Like, he can say that it was intended that way, but I don't believe it was intended that way. It was... It was sort of an expansion of the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's fair. But at the same time, you're already behind the ball because the movie did come out first. I didn't see the movie. Oh, so I should have watched the movie already. Yeah, if you want to watch it in the order it was released, you should have watched the movie first. That was the thing that I I think I avoided because people didn't like it. Yeah, no, people hate that movie, but it introduces Ahsoka, who when she was introduced, everybody was like, the fuck is with this little stupid girl? Yeah. And if you've seen the news recently where they're like, Rosario's going to play her, and everybody's like, Ahsoka's going to be in live action? (laughs) Right. (laughs) A decade ago, y'all were like, fuck this little piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, that introduces her. So if you want to see her introduction, you need to watch that first. Right, gotcha. But that, it was three episodes originally, the movie. Those episodes take place in the middle of season one, but it was released first. Wait, which ones? The movie, the Clone Wars movie, the animated movie. That take place, That takes place in the middle of season one. Season one, that's what I mean. Like, they made them out of order, those first two seasons. Gotcha. So technically, people were watching the show before the movie was released. No. The movie came out in like July, I think, and the show premiered that October. I see. Or November, something like that. Okay. In typical George fashion, he's like, who gives a fuck? Let's just make them. Right. And then the story kind of goes back on itself and then jumps forward and then goes back again. It's all over the place in those first two seasons. Let me ask you a question. Does it weird you out? Because this has been kind of weirding me out a little. I really do like the show and I think the craft is good and the storytelling is good. The Roger Roger robots really bug the shit out of me, but... Independent of that, does it bother you that we know what the deal is with the Emperor and basically they're fighting on behalf of him? No, it never really bothered me because I always... I liked that deceitful aspect of him, you know, playing both sides against the middle. Yeah. Where it was like, I'll get these people to do what I want, and I'll get these people to do what I want. And if these fuckers don't get done what I want, I've still got these people to set everything in motion. I mean, that's true. I guess it's just, it's a weird stance for Star Wars, for Star Wars universe thing because it's like it's sort of i think built on and i think a lot of these episodes are built on this kind of thing of like oh i want my people to survive and thrive and defeat the evil people but yeah the evil people are basically being controlled by someone that you're fighting for <laughs> so it's like there is an almost tragedy to it where it's like all these fuckers are gonna die no matter what yeah yeah no i i i understand where you're coming from but for me i've always said like i'm more about the journey than the destination right you must really love lost then <laughs> i have i've never really gotten into that but i always heard people being like oh fuck dude come on well, that, well that's that's all about the journey and no destination i would say that's <laughs> The, the problem is that that destination did not justify the journey at all. 
Like so, this is it. And that's that's the thing about Clone Wars. Like the destination of that is Episode Three, right? So it's like I've already seen how that ends. So all right. So you're saying you you like that journey? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I already know how it ends. So it's like I can appreciate this journey knowing how it ends. This is basically what we've been talking about when we've been covering Picard in the Star Trek: The Next Conversation. I forgot the name of my own podcast for a second. Um. <laughs> I could have helped you, but after you blow and fits, it's like no. It's struggle <laughs> fair um <laughs> but a lot of the arguments because we've really been tearing it apart hard time yeah uh we, i'd say we're more balanced with the tng episodes and uh, and i've really been liking discovery season two on the patreon it's always funny to me with tng where you like an episode more than matt it is interesting now that we've hit that point, isn't it? Yeah, because, you know, it started out with you being like, I don't think I like this show, and him being like, no, it's awesome. And then you get to an episode where you're like, this is brilliant. And he's like, is it, though? <laughs> yeah, I think in the end, we're, we're too... What are the what are those candies called that are sour? <laughs> Uh, Sour Patch kids? Sour Patch, yes. We're like two Sour Patches of the same candy. We're just like different. We're different versions of the same bitter people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's very odd to be on the side of defending the show that I originally was just like, I'm not watching this. This looks like a hotel lobby because I loved... <laughs> I loved original series, and so it was like, to me, it was adventurous and cool and uh, and tough, and then the new one, I was like, ugh, and, uh, and now I love it, and I think it's great, and the, and, mm-hmm. but it's, it's still, you know, it's a TV show, so it's all over the place, but the, def- the argument about Picard, generally speaking, when we would, when we would critique it, is, well, you're judging every episode by episode, and this is serialized, so you gotta wait for the end, and, yeah. um, and now we're at the end, and, uh, at least the end of season one. And I think we clearly are like, uh-huh, do you feel like it all, everything fits into place now <laughs> that all the other episodes are good? But I will say this, theoretically, even though I hate it, when you reach the end of something and it doesn't add up, even though I think in Picard, actually, the end was the strongest part. My my issue is with like with Lost, my issue was the whole thing, the whole forward momentum of it was built on the promise of answers. If you take away the promise of answers, there was no journey to be going on, really. Yeah. Like the details were good and the acting was good and it was like well done, but it wasn't, the story wasn't there is basically going back to the story point. And if you look at Picard, I think it's kind of similar. So I think it's generally like my my stance is kind of the same as yours, where it's like pull out the ending and if the thing still works, if you are enjoying watching the progression of the story, then I think yeah. it's worthwhile. But if you're leading to something, which it should be in a story, and you can't pay it off, that is also a failure, I think. Not a deal breaker, but a failure. And I mean, if they shit the bet on the ending hard enough, yeah, it can be a deal breaker. That's true. That is a really good point, which is, I think, what people accused Game of Thrones of doing. But I don't I don't agree that they shit the bed that hard. I understand that it maybe missed some opportunities and, and drove it into a weird area at the end. But but I loved Game of Thrones and I would stand by Game of Thrones. Yeah. Did you watch Game of Thrones? I've seen the first season. I don't have HBO or gotcha. I would have seen it. But I yeah. when I heard it was coming, I was like, this sounds awesome. And I finally did see the first season. Like, this is awesome. So yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's an interesting one because it's funnily enough. Enough. It seems like when they were following the books, everybody was like, this is great. But once those two went off and was like, well, let's do something new because we don't have a book to base it on. Right. That's when people were like, uh-oh. 
Right. Now, you were saying you were not a Star Trek fan before you listened to our podcast. Yeah. So I've we've had some people write in and tell us that. It's baffling to me because <laughs> I guess uh, I think much like you guys seem to feel about your podcast, um, I don't understand why anybody's listening to us in the first place, but the... Uh, Matt hates it when I talk that way. We say the same thing. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> At least I have you guys on my side. <laughs> so so I guess my quest, my question is, how did, you, how did you come to that? What do you mean specifically? How did you come to our podcast? And you were such a fan of the podcast that you became a Star Trek fan? Or you were sort of like, oh, this thing they're talking about sounds... Like, I guess I'm asking, why are you listening to the podcast in the first place? Well, okay. Uh, this is going to sound so shitty. <laughs> no, please. Go for it. <laughs> Like I let's just start off and say I've always had a sort of interest in Star Trek, but it's another thing that I watched when I was little. Right. And it looked fucking weird and I was like, this is dumb. Right. So I just put it to the side. But in two thousand nine when the first JJ movie came out, I was like, Whoa, maybe this isn't dumb. Right. Oh, interesting. So it was the JJ movies that pulled you in. Kind of. Yeah. But I never got serious about it. I watched the first movie. I loved the first movie. That was it. Yeah. I didn't get the um, second two JJ movies till this year uh-huh. uh, for Christmas, this past Christmas. But I had watched Next Generation a little bit when it was on G4 back in the day. And that's like I had found out about Matt through that. I'd listened to him and Kev Smith's podcast, Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs. I listened to Phoebe from almost the beginning. Yeah. So I was like, I wonder if Matt's got anything else out there. Right. <laughs> and I had, I had listened to Phoebe before, and this is all while like the Orville is starting up, and it's like, this is fucking awesome. Right. So I had searched his name, and that popped up, and I was like, I think I remember him talking about this on Phoebe or something. So I started listening there. Yeah. I just went to the beginning because a lot of people would be like, we didn't get good until like episode 10 or 12 or whatever <laughs> the hell. Right. And to me, it's like, if you can't stand those first episodes where it was like, ugh. Yeah. Don't even bother. So I always start at the beginning with a pod. And uh-huh. I listen and I was like, oh God, these guys make me feel better. Because <laughs> it's like, I listen to a lot of podcasts where they try to act like it's a clusterfuck, but really it's the most calculated thing ever. Their right. fuck ups are like calculated. <laughs> this is the most backhanded compliment you're building to in the world. I, I know, that's what I said. It's like, I'm going to sound like such an asshole. No, go but for it. Like... <laughs> you're saying that like... we're <laughs> the beautiful thing about our podcast is that other people they're self-deprecating and they say how bad their podcast is but they're bullshitting because their yeah. podcast is not a shit show your well, podcast no, 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 no. really is a shit show but you know it's, it's pretty impressive no. <laughs> that, no. that you guys when you say we're a trash fire you really are being honest <laughs> No, that like is they... amazing. <laughs> no, I listen to podcasts where they leave fuck ups in to be like, "Oh boy, don't we suck?" Yeah, and it doesn't feel real; it feels calculated. <laughs> no, we are not calculating. That's for no, sure. it's it, that's. I know it sounds backhanded. I swear to God, I don't mean it to sound backhanded, but it's like it's true. It feels. No, it's fine. I, you're totally it... right. I do not disagree with you in any way. It is a it is a shit show from top to bottom. Uh, but it, no question. It and it, the crazy thing is, the other thing is, you're saying, well, I don't go, I don't, I don't listen once they gotten good. I listen to the beginning. If you listen to our first episode or our hundredth episode, there is no improvement. <laughs> 
I haven't gotten better well, at the soundboard. We haven't stopped arguing. We haven't stopped going off on digressions. We haven't stopped being sour to each other. There is no improvement from the first second to the end second. Well, so, I if mean, you're, so if you're in it for the comfort of the familiarity, then definitely we are the podcast for you. At least you've stopped asking, do I sound low? <laughs> that is, do I? I don't even know if I do. I think I might have given up on it. <laughs> By the way, oh, no. we also get complaints about the sound. So it's just like, he, he always acts like, you're fine. And I'm like, I really don't know if I am, but whatever. <laughs> it seems like in some episodes, you guys come in real hot. You've got the music high and you guys are real loud. And then it settles in to me. Yeah, well, it's because he's making adjustments as he's going. Yeah. But yeah, I don't mean it to sound like a backhanded no, compliment. No, no, no. It's, like... it's 100% accurate. There's no offense taken. <laughs> But it feels real, and that's why it's like, well, I can continue with this, even if I was like, fuck Star Trek. But I wasn't, because like I said, I always had a passing interest, and the Orville really helped smooth that over my, like, sci-fi, that's dumb. Even though I liked Firefly, so I'm just an idiot, I guess, is my point. <laughs> well, thankfully, there are enough of you out there <laughs> to, to listen to our podcast. <laughs> So, but that that makes sense, and I also think I wonder if in the next generation of podcasts, how many people will say you already had your podcast. But I know that there are two listeners of our podcast that now are doing the uh, the Make It So uh, podcast, Mike Mann and uh, and Josh Bald. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that they were inspired in the same way that you were sort of saying your experience was, which is just sort of like, well, these idiots are doing it, and this thing's a shit show, so. <laughs> yeah. I thought I couldn't do a podcast, but I guess I can. So I wonder if in the next generation of podcasts, how many podcasts will have been sprung out of Star Trek The Next Conversation <laughs> by people who are like, oh, I guess I can do a podcast. People being like, wait, this counts? Fuck, it, I got that. It can't be worse. <laughs> But then you went along and you started to watch the the show, too. Uh, Not really. (laughs) You're not. You were just... That is even more amazing to me because I think a lot of people have picked it up and then they liked us for whatever reason. Then like, oh, all right, I'll watch the show. You are just listening to us and do not watch the show. I've seen the first season of TNG. Yeah. And this Christmas, this past Christmas, I just got that 50th anniversary set of the original series. So when you guys get to TOS, I'm locked in. I'm so fascinated. So it's so you so what? what just explain it to me. Do explain this did, to me. Dude. What? Like you, you just you like the comfort of our sincerity in our shittiness. That is the that dude. Is the, I already explained it. I'm an idiot. That's oh, so fascinating. <laughs> It's mostly like because I don't have like really strong internet, so it's like I can't watch it on Netflix. Right. It's more that it's like it's it's not really available to me. If it was available to me, I would definitely watch it all. You know, you've said you were talking about like your fan base and trying to get a Patreon going. I think this is what your this is what your your fans should pay for. They should pay. You should set an amount. Because it can't be more than like 15 bucks, right? To get a good, strong internet connection for you to watch more things that they would want you to watch to cover on the show. For me, it's more just like, fucking, I would just get the Blu-rays. Fuck, I don't even want to screw around with the internet because if the internet goes down, it's like, well, now what do I do? Well, I mean, that's fine, but Blu-rays are far more expensive than than getting a good internet connection. (laughs) 
True, but they're always there too. You don't have to worry about your Blu-ray going down right. as much That's as that's fine. The but we're in we're your own weird area now, too. This is not. You're just you want your things. You you that this is separate from what a logical decision in this process oh, I, is. I will fully admit that. Yeah, I would rather. I'm a strong believer in physical media. I mean, I don't. I'm a hoarder too, so I can't really point any fingers. I have. I still have a giant box of DVDs and Blu-rays that I, I honestly I don't use that often because I just look at everything on the internet but i but i'm like no they're my things <laughs> <laughs> i mean i've still got vhs's so let's not go there yeah <laughs> but yeah no I, me too it, it's definitely like i i don't know it's just that's always the thing in my mind it's like what if the internet goes down though yeah so but yeah what um, if the internet goes down it's true yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, right now they're throttling everything because of all this corona shit going down. Oh, is that true? Allegedly, like YouTube, they're lowering the quality on that and making oh, it... That would kind so. of explain. It feels like I've been having some problems. I just assumed uh-huh. it was the bandwidth of like that. so many people watching at once. Yeah, well, I think that's why they've... Why are they throttling it, though? Them. It's just too expensive. Is it, is, does it cost them more to... You remember how we were trying to figure out how to do the count-in for this? Yes. You're asking the wrong dude that question. <laughs> are you leaving that part in? Because <laughs> I do want to say that was... Uh... <laughs> Doom had a... That was so amazing. <laughs> you broke my fucking brain, man. I was brain, like, so what do you, what do we, how do you want to do this? He says, okay, well, we usually just count five, four, and then he picks up at three. And I'm like, what do you mean he picks up at three? <laughs> it's like we were talking about it for like 10 minutes, and I didn't understand. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like, oh, you know, Matt has us on ours. <laughs> you just We just go three, two, one, clap. <laughs> and you were like, what? Oh. Well, like I said, we've done that for four fucking years, four man. Years. You and it a, works for us. You needed a Jordy in there to, to re-engineer it for you. Uh, Matt I mean, Meyer is going to be so thrilled to hear. What, that we're fuck-ups? <laughs> to hear that I could have told him that. To hear that he engineered something in a superior <laughs> fashion to what you guys had. Well, I hope that I hope that minimally that has made your lives better in this troubled time. You you realize we're probably going to just keep doing the count in, right? <laughs> See, I was almost certain of it. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Can I get off and eat something? It's been a long I time. I was going to I was going to say, do you need to go eat? I always need to eat. You should, you should see it as a great a great honoring of you and uh, and and my my good friend Fitz that I that I stayed away from <laughs> that I stayed away from the kitchen for this long. Yeah, I mean, if you gotta go, I'll let you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, you gotta make it sad at the end, huh? Is that the way you end it with a guest every time? All right. Well, yeah. If, I was like, if oh, I don't got go. no many friends. <laughs> it was an hour. I was on the phone for an hour. You told me this would be a half hour. <laughs> I said a half hour to an hour for the actual interview, and I didn't even get to half the shit I wanted to say. <laughs> All right, say your shit then. I'm, I'll stay. No, on. no, 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 no. I don't want to hold you. You man's got to eat. No, no. Well, tell me, tell me your last things. What, what is it you wanted to say? Well, I mean, I wanted to talk about your career a little. Oh, my career. Yeah. But what do you want we'll to talk to, about? Like how you got into writing and whatnot. But all right, I'll give you the, the fast version. I grew up in in Manhattan and I loved comedy and uh, watched old SNL and um, and I used to write little sketch shows with my friends. Went to college, did was on a sketch show there, and then uh, when I went to New York, I was in a comedy duo and did stuff in the alternative comedy scene, just as Mark Marin and Janine Graffel and all those 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 greats were 
were coming up. And um, from there, I ended up at Upright Citizens Brigade, where I've been performing for decades and teaching and uh, learned and performed with, uh, you know, uh, Amy Poehler and Matt Besser and Matt Walsh, who's on Veep. And uh, Amy put together my first uh, improv team, The Swarm, which still performs in Los Angeles uh, once a month. Uh, I mean, well, well, used to before (laughs) the end of of civilization happened. (laughs) Um, What else? And then from there, uh, I was on Late Night with Conan when he was in New York. And oh, you should be. uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. I did the um, uh, I came up with the idea for, you know, Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Yes. And the Star Wars uh, remote with Triumph online. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I came up with the idea for that, not having worked with uh, Robert Smigel before. I was like, oh, Conan should be online. And they said, oh, we're going to make it Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. So I was there writing a lot of those jokes and the Darth Vader joke and um, and so forth. That was one of the things I was going to bring up. Yeah. Like, there was something about you, your sensibility listening to you on TNC. Yeah. And one time you were like, and you know, when I was writing for Conan, I was like, that's fucking it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I was a huge Conan fan when he was on NBC once he went to TBS. It's like, well, I don't have cable, so sorry. Sure. But yeah, Conan was like, that felt that show felt like that thing that almost like Attack of the Show did. It's like, this is mine. Oh, interesting. You know, nobody yeah. else knows about this. This is my thing. Right. Like our show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except they're they're actually on TV and have a fan base. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I always liked The Tonight Show too with Leno. But yeah. that just, that felt like that was for the masses. But Conan is like, this is mine. This is my secret little fucking show made for me. Right, right. So yeah, when you said that, I was like, oh, got it. And you think it's sort of like my, what is verbal sensibility or comedic sensibility or what's the... Uh, The comedic sensibility, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm sure I was... Well, it's like I said, I mentioned Leno. Kevin Smith does that podcast, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Edumacation with Andy McElfresh, who was a writer on Leno. Oh, no, I didn't. Well, I would listen to that show, Edumacation, and be like, there's something about this Andy dude. I don't know what it is. And he was like, you know, when we were working on Rocket Power, Rocket Power was this cartoon on Nickelodeon. And I was like, that's it. I fucking loved Rocket Power. Got it. And it's just, it, it's hard to explain, but it's like, yeah, it's like, that's, it kind of feels like that's what I'm hearing. Right. You know. The tone. Yeah. I think that's, mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. I think that there's places that you work and even friends of yours, you just sort of absorb and maybe you give them different, there's like a back and forth of, of sensibility. Um, yeah. So I guess it would make sense. I was there two years. So, um, and also it was, I was sort of part of it before that anyway, because I was, I was an actor in a lot of their bits and yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then after that, I came out to Hollywood and I was successful in development for several years, but I kept going back to New York and I had a, I had a sitcom on UPN uh, called Love Incorporated, which I snuck a couple of geek jokes in, even though it was about four women running a dating firm. And then I ended up on Goldberg's as a writer, and uh, now I'm a writer and a director on Schooled, which is the spinoff of Goldberg's, unless it is canceled, which we will find out (laughs) possibly a year from now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that pretty much covers everything then. Yeah, I gave you the fast (laughs) version. Yeah. Someone's... Someone's calling me, and I don't know who it is. It's not me. It's not you. <laughs> uh, the problem with all these Zoom things and everything else is um, that occasionally now someone will be calling me. I have all these windows open, and I have no <laughs> idea, like, where is that coming from? Which one is that? <laughs> 
who is contacting me? Is it like Google Video? Like what's happening? I'll let you go and I'll let you figure out who's calling you and, you know, eat your three pints of ice cream or whatever. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. I do want to say thank you for coming on and, you know, taking the, what, like hour and a half to do this. I I really do appreciate it, man. Uh, it is my pleasure. Uh, thank you for listening to the show, even though you you don't watch Star Trek. <laughs> well, I didn't watch Picard either, except the pilot, and I listened to that still, too. So fascinating. And it's entertaining to you. You're like, oh, yeah. This is, good, yeah. this is good listening. All right, there you go. I mean... I may want a pull quote from you at some point. I'll do <laughs> this it. This is an incredible show, even if you don't watch Star Trek. It's an incredible show, even if you don't like them. No. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> I guess you're, I guess that incredible isn't really your stance on it. <laughs> no, it is. I swear I like it. I really enjoy it. <laughs> Whatever you say, Doom. Oh, man. Anyway, thank you for having me, and uh, happy to do it. And please give my best to Fitz. I really... I Most of all... <laughs> Most of all, I hope that he's safe during this this troubled time. I, I'm okay too, Andy. Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you for being a part of our big four year show too. Wow, you guys have been on four years, and you still haven't heard of us, have you? Holy crap! <laughs> wow, you guys are long. You've been on the on on the podcast airwaves longer than us. Congratulations, yeah. buddy. It's really impressive. Good for you. We're closing in on 300 hours of content, almost 200 episodes. So this is going in the 100th episode? Uh, the what, what episode? Just a four-year? It'll be episode 94, the four-year. This will be the four-year episode, celebration episode. Yeah, which will be like pretty much every other episode, except I'll be like, hey, I interviewed this guy who loves you. And wh <laughs> What's going to happen? You're going to drop this in the middle of the show, or are you cutting this down? What is the I'll, I'll cut out any dead airs or ums and shit to make us look smarter-ish. Whoa, there are no dead airs. I was I was on fire this whole time. Don't you dare cut anything. <laughs> you want me to just let it go out like this? No, no. I'll be I'll be excited to have someone finally edit me. <laughs> oh yeah, we have. That's the, really the main problem with the with the podcast is Matt hates editing it. So even if there's a technical problem, I'm like, please just stop tape. Please just stop it and then cut this out, and he won't do it. So we don't love editing. It's a pain in the balls, but yeah. we do it because we don't want to sound like complete fucking morons yes unfortunately i don't have anyone protecting me that way on star trek the next conversation <laughs> but yeah we'll just drop this right in the middle okay well i hope it hasn't been uh i hope it either has been entertaining or it has been so bad that it inspires you to start your own podcast <laughs> <laughs> no i'm here i know what i'm doing <laughs> not you i'm saying to the audience <laughs> I know. I'm saying I carried us. Oh, you, you. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Doom. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Don't worry about it, pal. I got you. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a delight, buddy. All right. Thank you again. I'm gonna go stuff my face. <laughs> Too stupid to quit. This is the Nerd Blitz. <sighs> well, I guess thanks for coming, Andy. Do 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 do. God, he takes forever to shit. Who do not go in there? Who? <laughs> not sure if I can sit in this chair now. My asshole hurts.
You're right over there. Yeah, yeah I will be. <laughs> plug it up. Plug it up. Mm-hmm. It'll eventually go back to its correct shape. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sucks, man. You missed Andy. He was just here. No shit. Yeah. In in which one of our basements? Well, I'm not in the basement. I'm fucking awesome. I'm in my bedroom, which is upstairs. I mean, he was just here in the studio while you went to take a dookie. Yeah, I thought I heard you talking to somebody, but I was too engrossed in watching Civil War on my phone. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm almost done with it. How much How much time you got left with? 45 minutes, maybe. Jesus, dude. It's been like four years. Well, I'm almost there. <sighs> Whatever. A couple more squats and we'll get to the credits. Got real shitty and dismissive. I'm almost there. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I guess I'll thank Andy since you weren't here. But um, yes, we want to thank Andy again. It's real fucking awkward, dude. It was a good interview. It was really good. You guys did really good together. I think the half of what you could hear. Uh, right. Because <laughs> I definitely didn't hear it. Already, because that would defy the laws of time and space. Exactly. Yeah. Four years in, we're still time traveling. Yep. Can't stop, won't stop, as the kids say. That's right. Yeah, I I thought it was pretty good, too. I mean, I tightened up a lot of our fucking awkward uh, yeah. um, shit, but yeah, it was pretty fun. Seriously, we do want to say thank you again to him, and if you guys liked him, uh, you should go listen to Star Trek The Next Conversation. Follow it on Twitter at Star Trek TNC. I forget what the Instagram for the podcast is, but uh, you can follow Andy on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Andrew Secunda. A-N-D-R-E-W-S-E-C-U-N-D-A. His Twitter is just Secunda. Secunda. See, I'm falling into one of his bits where they talked one time about how he forgot how to say his fucking name. <laughs> they said like it was at it work. Happens. They were all sitting around and he was like, I don't know how to say my name. <laughs> so happens. I don't feel so bad about fucking it up. When you say it like that, it sounds like a wrestler name. What? Secunda. Yeah. Or it's like he... where Black Panther comes from. <laughs> He uses it sometimes as like an exclamation of pride or joy. And if I ever interview him again, I'm going to fucking. And I got to stop calling it an interview because it really wasn't. It was no, more it was of a just sitting around yeah. bullshitting. Yeah. But if I ever talk to him again, I'm going to ask him what it feels like because they've had people write into the show and use his name as like an exclamation. It's almost like fucking Excelsior. Excelsior. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I wanted to ask him about that. And it is fucked up. Every time I interview somebody, I'm always left with like fucking three questions I want to ask him. Because I did want to talk to him about production codes because, you know, that's been my fascination for the last year or so. And just see if he could give me any reason why Warner Brothers is like, no, we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> he already thinks you're on your own planet. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> listening to you guys try to figure out how... How you could like the Clone War, or how you could like uh, the Clone Wars, but not Episode Two or some. What was what was it where you were? He he was like you baffled. had weird I, boundaries. Yeah, I I think he was baffled that I like Episode One, but not Episode Two, and I think he was also baffled, like you, 
Oh, that you I don't watched. like the OT. Yeah, that you didn't like the OT, but you liked Phantom Menace, but they're like equally as slow. <laughs> uh, yeah, but again, and I don't think I've made this perfectly clear, but I was watching the original trilogy right after the special editions came out on VHS. Ooh, the silver and gold boxes. What? The special editions when they came out on VHS, there was a the gold the gold or the copper color mm-hmm. box was pan and scan and the silver was widescreen. I think we had the silver ones. Yeah, of course. I had the silver ones. What am I, a fucking amateur? All right, calm down. I watched, like, fucking uh, Phantom Menace in, like, 2008. Or it might have been 2009. We were only Um, 10 years late to that party. Yeah. So it was like, I was, it was two vastly different ages when I watched them. And then I watched, you know, the original trilogy not soon, or not long after. So it was like, oh, I get it now. When I was little, I was like, this shit's dumb, but later it was like oh i get it now you did eventually clarify that okay i wasn't sure because i wasn't sure if i didn't clarify it or if he was still hung up because i was like i fell asleep watching it when i was little and he was still like you're an idiot yeah and he's right it is i mean we've talked about it before too but he is right about uh it's just it's where you are in your life at the time that you see it because like i've seen definitely of, of the sequel trilogy i mean of the prequels phantom menace is easily my favorite yeah easily and that's like mm-hmm. the one everybody hates. <laughs> yeah. But just because of the time that I saw it and what was going on in my life at the time, it was like that summer was pretty much 100% perfect. Yeah. And see, the other thing that we didn't talk about, too, you and I have talked about this many times, but like was expectation going into it. I'm like, OK, this is the worst. So set the expectations low. And I did, and I came out of Phantom Menace being like, holy fuck, that was awesome. What, are these people stupid? Yeah, see, and I had the opposite problem where I was like, oh my god, this is going to be amazing. And then I went to the theater and saw it and was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Right. But but then the more times I saw it, and then just nostalgia of it has made it my favorite. And then episode two is just dog shit. Yeah, no, that's that's the one when, like, he's saying, oh, that's where they improved. And it's like, did they, though? I don't think I so. I mean, if you cut out the Anakin Padme stuff, that doesn't Which work. Which is what I said. And he's like, well, then what's yeah. left? And I was like, that's my point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that really, they really did bungle that. Mm-hmm. I, I really regret, I mean, I really am disappointed that that didn't work better. I mean, just, look, like at, I, just look at the Ray and Kylo stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, that's how it should have, that's how, that's how it should have been. And the, the, the Kylo the way Adam Driver portrayed that whole arc, that's how Anakin should have been in reverse. Yeah, I I think that's kind of my problem with him too, though, is that it feels like they're just like, no, we don't want to do that. Instead of just like making him evil or something all the way through or have him battling with good all the way through, he kind of seems to flip-flop. And it's like, stick to your guns. That's the way to do it different than Anakin. But they're like, no, we're just going to do the mirror image of Anakin right well yeah but I mean yeah (laughs) no I mean I was going to get into but it's going to derail the conversation but yeah I was just going to say that that's that's part of the point of his character though that was he was like a broken scared kid and he just never matured you know we were just talking no no I know that you were just talking about people putting fists through walls when they're mad yeah (laughs) He just never got over that part. No, I know. I yeah. get that. But uh, like I said, if if he would have struggled more with having the light, like he struggled in the first one, it seemed like by the second one, he embraced it. 
Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, fuck it, I'm full villain now. And it's like, all right, so the third movie, he's going to be this strong, awesome villain. And then he kind of wavers throughout, and it's like, oh, till he turns light again. And it, it His arc just, it was too short for me. Yeah, and again, I'm not to beat this drum a hundred more times, but the novelization actually makes that better, too. Yeah, I would assume so. Because there's, there's a whole couple paragraphs where it, it goes, like when he's... Um, after Ray heals him and she leaves and he's left there, you know, recovering and being like in the ruins. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck just happened? And like all the thoughts going through his head of like, now he realizes that that Snoke had lied to him and how he told him he could never go home and nobody's going to love you. And you know what I'm saying? Because she, right. She did that and didn't have to. And then he's like, Oh my God, what have I been doing all this time? Yeah. But still to me, that's part of the reason why it's like eh, kind of a letdown because like I said, he did turn good. They didn't have him stick to his fucking guns. Yeah. No, which okay I think would have been interesting and new, but whatever. Um, and the other thing, one last thing I want to plug for Andy is their uh, Patreon, which he mentioned a time or two in the conversation, is patreon.com slash Star Trek TNC. They've got, they've covered all the Marvel movies there, almost all of Star Trek Discovery, a couple episodes of the Orville. Now they're starting to do... Uh, Star Trek Voyager and Star Trek Enterprise, which I was like, oh, fuck, dude. I want them Enterprise episodes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've really come to dig Enterprise. I'll have to get back to that and try it again. I never really, I was never that into it, but it was kind of a weird, not a, like a weird time in my personal life, but a weird time in TV to yeah. where I didn't have access to that show when it was on because it was on upn or whatever and like yeah there, there was no no stations here carried upn for like the first year that that show was on on the air I oh think. okay so by the time upn was here then it was like well who gives a fuck now i don't know what's going on and i try i try to watch it and i'm like i don't know what's going on this looks weird yeah and that opening theme song is just fuck makes me want to blow my brains out yeah obl loves that theme song oh my god like, oh good lord that is fucking awful it feels like and i think it and firefly were at the same time but it feels like a sad attempt at the firefly theme song kind of yeah but i think they were the same time weren't they they're close yeah if not firefly was the year before which would yeah be like sad attempt but whatever but i think they were the same season yeah no i heard that theme song i was like oh my god no yeah i know i know you're trying to make it more earthy or something because it's closer to actual modern earth time yeah like i think that's only like 20 years after first First contact contact. yeah so i get that i guess you're trying to make it more terrestrial and not so Mm -hmm. outer spacey but at the Mm -hmm. same time it's like holy fuck dude (laughs) you whiffed it's fucking awful yeah i know that kills me every time and i've never had the heart to tell obl that i'm like i don't like it oh well i'll cut this then no, I mean, she's going to find out now. But yeah, the fucking, <laughs> I'm going to fix. It's like, nope, 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 nope. No, 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 no. Could you not have Cinderella sing the fucking <laughs> intro to Enterprise? But other than that, other than the theme song, I'm ser- I'm dead serious. I fucking love that show, dude. I did like, when I did get to see some of it, mm-hmm. uh, I did like the the feel of the submarine kind of feel you, of the Enterprise. You've said that before, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And once I started watching it, I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, because there's like bulkhead. Like it feels like an actual, like a real world. 
Uh, mm-hmm. In, you know, in a way, it does stuff. feel a bit like the Serenity. A little bit, yeah. Because there's exposed metal everywhere. It's not like TNG where it's all like soft yeah, edges and shit. Right. It's not even like TOS where it, even that's like kind of sleek and slick compared to, you know, Right. Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, a, it's not as like smooth and modern feeling, even though TNG, it does feel like an 80s show. But the design of that ship is real smooth and sleek, and there's a lot of curves and shit in the design. TOS is a bit of a harder edge show, but at the same time, it does feel more spacey than, like I said, the fucking metal and right. shit. Right. Enterprise, Enterprise feels like the the skin of the Enterprise could rupture at any moment. Right. Like, that's a, the interior of that ship... You could see like parts rusting away, mm-hmm. and them having to try and quick find a fix for it. Right, which right. could put like the ship in knew... jeopardy during battle or something. Yeah, it looks like they barely knew what they were doing to build that in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. It's like here we're gonna fucking take a bathtub and put a roof on it, and now we're gonna blast <laughs> it into space. I uh, pretty much yeah, but yeah. Oh, I fucking love that show so much. That's one I really want to try to get too. Yeah. Damn, that dog's loud. He is fucking... This, it's crazy how loud his nails are on that floor. I know, and it's hard to cut out sometimes, so it's I just know. like, fuck it, let it ride. That's why I had you a few episodes ago explain exactly what it is. Yeah. Because I noticed we had never explained it, so it's like, might as well. Yeah, well, now my kid's rocking in the recliner up there, and it's going... Grrr, um, But, yeah... Uh, I really do. I fucking love that show. And, you know, you were talking about when it first premiered, we didn't have UPN in this area. Yeah. Which I was like, we didn't? Because I remember when that show was on is when I started, when I really got into WWE again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that show, I think, ran for maybe a season while I was watching SmackDown on UPN. Mm-hmm. Because I remember them making a big deal about Big Show being in an episode and i think it's in the final season oh yeah you showed me that picture yeah you sent me a link or something to the picture of him on set and makeup and stuff and i was like what the yeah fuck? and he was like a prisoner or some shit but yeah apparently like he's a huge fucking trekkie nerd really that's kind of surprising yeah i know it, it is that. always kind of surprising when you hear about these wrestlers that are huge fucking nerds of potsy like proportions mm-hmm. but it is pretty cool but yeah, yeah, I remember watching SmackDown in that era and being I'm, unintentionally, but we're kind of covering all of our topics, aren't we? Kind of, yeah. In a weird way, it is kind of a retrospective show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. I remember watching SmackDown in that era, and they would show like clips from, like, but back or behind the scenes clips of him on the set and whatnot, and they did they showed like an interview with him, being like, "This is so awesome." I remember watching it at the time being like, Star Trek, that's for losers. <laughs> Guess what? You're a loser. I am. <laughs> and proud. <laughs> you got any Batman, Scooby, or Dan Chamble shit you want to talk about real quick before we get to the other stuff? <laughs> um, coronavirus <laughs> has the Batman on hold. That's good. Uh, the coronavirus has also delayed Indiana Jones 5. So that's bad. I was that well. I was, I was saying, well, yeah. I, I forgot that that might be good too. I don't know. Who knows? 
Who really knows? Nobody. But yeah, the Batman. <sighs> um, otherwise, do I know any other Batman stuff that's going on? Not really. Well, we tagged up on Batman. We don't have to go too deep if you don't got nothing. Yeah, I don't got nothing. Um, I've got no shamble news. Scoop got delayed also. Yeah. And they haven't released the date for when it will come out, so that might launch on uh, HBO Max. Oh, that would suck. It really would. That would suck, because I ain't getting that. Nope. I wouldn't expect you to. How many fucking streaming services am I supposed to have? All of them. <laughs> nope. That's not the way they look at it. Yeah, well, eventually you'll be paying the same as cable again. Uh, that was my point. Yeah. I mean, you would, I guess, kind of be getting more um, content, because you'd be getting all those old shows plus new, but still, nope. Yeah, nope. That would also suck because we got to do five fucking Star Wars road shows, but not one Scooby one. That's true. That would annoy me. No Scooby one and no indie one. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, that kind of depends on how that one shakes out if I'd want to do that anyway now. Yeah. Well, well I'd probably, I'd be down for going to see it, but it might be yeah, the darkest, the darkest road show ever. I mean, if. There if things no go the way they're looking where people are like, just recast them at this point. Like, I'm seeing a wave of that. If they do, I don't think I'll care. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because the director have, choice really already has away. me like, Ew. Speaking of that, did I tell you we finally got the kids to watch, or got the oldest one to watch Raiders all the way through? No. How'd that go? Pretty good, actually. He can't fucking oh, sit still I thought you were going to for... say he stood up, punched you in the dick, and was like, you're dumb. No, he can't sit still for more than like a half hour, though, so we have to do it in chunks. Gotcha. Uh, but we finally got through it, and uh, he liked it. He laughed hysterically when he shot the big swordsman guy. Oh, He good. couldn't believe the German guy got cut up by the helicopter, or the propeller. Yeah. And then, because he knows all this shit from watching YouTube stuff, so he knows, yeah, know. like, I've all the spoilers that. and stuff. And uh, But even, he wanted to see the face melting. He wanted to see the part where the people's face melted. And even okay. it, that even that caught him off guard, even though he knew it was coming. Because he's like, oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, you looked at him like they ain't going to help you. And I was like, hang on, hang on. This guy's head's still going to explode. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, just wait. Move your hands, damn it. Watch. Ah, Wasn't that cool? And he's over there in the corner puking. You're like, he's oh, like shaking. On. He's in the fetal position. <laughs> come on, bro. You're 12. You've got a fucking mustache. <laughs> he actually does. Oh, that how's that hit you in the heart? Bad. I mean, it's just a shitty little twelve-year-old mustache. But well, yeah, no. But it's dark. It's darker than my mustaches ever were at twelve. <laughs> so it and it bugs the shit out of me and my wife too. We're like, oh my god, it's one of those shitty kid. You guys are gonna mustaches. wait till he goes to sleep and go and fucking wax his mustache uh, uh, off. Uh huh. I bought an electric razor for him. I don't know when we're gonna do it, but I'm like, I want to be ready because that's gotta go. I can't look at that fucking shit. It just looks like his lips dirty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember those days when facial hair starts popping in. It looks like you just fucking motorboated a mud puddle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, we got through Indiana Jones. And he wants to see the next one. We haven't got to that one yet. And then I've also... That one might be a tough watch. Yeah, I've also... Oh, yeah, because he's like, well, how could that one be darker or worse than this one? And I was like, oh, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I said, it is. And he's like, no way. It can't possibly be. I was like, oh, yeah, it is. 
<laughs> Just wait. You're like, after, if you can clear that hurdle, it's a light romp. But that one. <laughs> but we also, I also got him to watch. Uh, what did we? What did we watch? Um, he wants to watch Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Oh. So before we did that, I, I was like, you know what? You like this like weird nonsensical YouTube shit where it's just like smash cuts of like reactions and jokes and mm-hmm. stupid shit. I was like, I'll bet you would like Airplane. Oh. Uh-huh. So I, I made him watch Airplane. And? He thought it was fucking hysterical. Oh, I thought you were going to say he thought it was fucking stupid. He thought it was fucking hysterical when the... When the turbulence happens and the jello's shaking and it pans over the chick's titties by bouncing back and forth. He's like, I get it. I get that joke. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you do. You're like, shut up. Your mom's right here. We'll talk about it later. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, yeah. And then when the autopilot and she's blowing the autopilot up, the thing is, he's like, oh, oh, my God. Why are they doing? What is? Oh, my God. And then they're both smoking a cigarette. And he's like, oh, my God. What are they doing? And then... <laughs> It's funny. Yeah. Man, I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah. So now I'm going to get him to watch The Naked Gun. Oh, those are fucking awesome other than the murderer in them. But they're awesome. But the murderer gets the crap kicked out of him the whole time. So this is true. It's kind of okay. Yeah. But then it was it was funny because like I have to explain or he's he's like, that's racist. It's a race. That's kind of a racist joke, isn't it? I'm like, yes. (laughs) 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 To like half of what's in that movie. Oh yeah, like the guys talking jive and stuff. Uh huh. Like I'm like I almost brought that up, but I was like I don't know if we want to go there. And then then the the part where they're they're in the Peace Corps, him and him and his girlfriend were in the Peace Corps at one point, and they flash back and show them like working with African tribesmen who've never never encountered. uh, They had no sports in their culture, and they've never encountered anything. He's trying to teach him how to play basketball and he throws it to one of them and they turn into the Harlem Globetrotters all of a sudden. Just, <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, oh God. Uh-oh. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> You're like, do not repeat any of this. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. But it's pretty funny. And I'm trying to get him <laughs> to watch Top Secret. Top Secret? It's another Zucker movie with oh. Val Kilmer. I don't think I know that one. The one where he's like, it's like a, it's like a, uh, uh, he's supposed to be kind of like an Elvis Presley type Mm-mm. guy in Europe, but it's supposed to be like during World War II kind of, but like more like the fifties, but still like World War II ish. And there's like the French underground and it's just, it's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> really I don't weird. remember that one, but it's pretty funny. Anyway, I've derailed the conversation again. Huh? I derailed the conversation again with my. Uh, I mean, I kind of teed you up for it, so it's all good. My segue from Indiana Jones 5 to well, <laughs> us watching Well, Batman movies. to I took a standee then, yeah. Yeah. But yeah so it is um, your fault. I know. I'll take fucking responsibility for that and not having Jay Sarge on. Mm. Fucking Boomerang still hasn't fucking dropped the next Dude, set of- Dude, what the uh, fuck is up with that? It, they're going to they're gonna wait till fucking June probably at least. They're going to wait till everybody's done with coronavirus and back at work. Uh-huh. And nobody's going to give a fuck. I can promise you they're going to 
drag this fucking thing out just like they did with uh, Mystery Inc. and just like they did with Be Cool. It's fucking ridiculous, man. They're going to drop 13 episodes a year. Doesn't matter what's going on. Doesn't matter how many they've got finished. They're going to drop 13 episodes a year and you're going to deal with it. Such bullshit. It would be perfect if that was, if they would drop those now. Yeah. Or like when they said they were going to like a month ago. Yeah. That would be um, that's what pisses that would be me an off awesome distraction right now. Yeah, it would. But for that's my what kids who are stuck at home is that they said they were going to do it and then they didn't, and then like three days afterwards, they're like, "Oh no, that got delayed." Bye. Oh yeah, that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, that's typical fucking Warner Brothers. Right. So yeah, no. Mm-mm. Fucking. Stupid. Don't like them. Disney needs to buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Disney's buying days are over. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Uh, unless like they buy a chunk of Sony to get Spider-Man back, but I think they're just hoping Sony falls into the ground so they can uh, just get Spidey back automatically. Yeah, which is probably going to happen. Yeah. Well, especially with them having to delay all these movies and shit. Yep. But um anywho, um Real quick, we don't have an intro for this, but I want to hit all of our segments. Let's do a fat fuck corner, and then we'll talk about some more Star Trek. Okay. Um, I was going to say play the intro, but we don't have one. I just fucking said that. It could just be me heavy breathing into the microphone. It could be both of us. Let's do it. One, two, three. Oh. <sighs> here. Here. <laughs> so we've only done this once, but it's a segment, fuckers. It's basically where I talk about something I've seen, like a commercial for some food that's like, oh, but it's really fat fuck friendly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still have it, but did you see that? Dude, I'm going to get fucking hard and wet talking about it. That's quite a feat. It is. Uh, but did you see Pizza Hut had that two foot big dipper pizza? No. Oh, dude. Oh, I about nutted every time the commercial came on. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anybody should have two feet of pizza. Oh, fuck you. I'd take it. I think that's that sounds like a bad idea. Here's a callback for you. I'll take two feet when I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or I'll take 24 inches when I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. No, I did not see that. <laughs> oh, dude. It was cut into, like, dipping strips, hence Big Dipper. Gotcha. But, oh, my God, dude. It was so fucking good. And I think it was, it. I don't know what kind of toppings you could get on it but they just showed a straight up pepperoni and cheese and i was like i love it's fucking, you it's just jizz mm-hmm. just covered in jizz your your own <laughs> they roll it up into a giant swiss cake and you put your dick in the middle uh-huh <laughs> go on mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like this is getting weird dude stop yeah, let's stop yeah let's don't do that no more <laughs> that's a meal that i would while i was eating it i would pound it <laughs> well your hands would be greasy enough it'd probably work pretty good oh yeah it'd make it even better but um yeah oh why do i have pimples on my dick now what, <laughs> what up pizza dick <laughs> i got dick acne dacne <laughs> um but um yeah oh i like I said, I don't think they have it anymore because I've noticed a lot of these fucking places do shit like that and they do it for a month and then it's gone. Yeah. It's like, you bunch of whores. What I, what I like is when they have something new 
and you mm-hmm. get it the first time and you're like, this is fucking amazing. And then you get it again and it's like done all half ass and like half burnt and shit. And you're like, oh, this ain't fucking good. Yeah, I know. That sucks. Hardy's used to have this for, for a while. They had this Buffalo burger, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Buffalo blue cheeseburger, I think. Yeah. Oh my God. It was f- so good the first time I got it. And then I kept getting it thinking it was going to be as good as the first time I had it. I was like chasing the dragon with a fucking hamburger. And every time it was like, there'd be like one little lump of blue cheese and like a fucking half a squirt of <laughs> buffalo sauce. And it was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? You got a fucking Corky back there making hamburgers now? Because this is not what I ordered. <laughs> that would be a good band name, Half a Squirt. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you've never heard of the half of squirts. <laughs> Dude, we should go. We should go. I want to see half a squirt. They had that number one hit, just a little more. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember. You, you don't remember their debut album, Dribble Dribble Done? <laughs> yeah, they had the B side was. Mustard bottle fart sound. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Mustard bottle fart sound. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. My back's starting to hurt now. (laughs) Uh, But like... I think it was KFC when they had that Cheetos chicken sandwich. I don't give a fuck. It sounds like a stoner wet dream, but I'll be there puffing and eating. Mm-mm. I would have tried it. Take a hard pass on that one, sir. Nope. I'd have fucking devoured that bitch. Mm-mm. <sighs> Looks so good. Speaking of fat fucks, I've been building up my uh, my apocalypse stash in my in my basement of mm-hmm. per- uh, uh, non-perishable goods. Mm-hmm. So I have like... A couple boxes of Vienna sausages. Oh. And fucking ravioli, canned ravioli. and But the one that I was most excited about that I haven't had in forever, and I gave myself a license to, to buy it because it's so fucking bad for you, is uh, Hormel canned tamales. Ooh. <laughs> I bought like fucking nine cans of that shit. Oh, uh, dude, I we're stocked up on spam. I tried to get some spam, dude. I couldn't get any spam. Oh, it's so good. So so I have an emergency stash down here of shit that'll kill me in a low week. Yeah, and be like, we're saved. We've got food. Yeah. We've got a stash of like 10 cans of Spam. Well, yeah, that's why I can't find any. You fucking bought it all. In fairness, that's been building up for, because it's got like a four-year shelf life on it. Yeah. That's build, been building up for like two years. Not like fucking shit hit the fan. We're like, we need 10 cans now. Yeah, unlike me. Who had like no stockpile of anything? I'm like, oh, we're shit. not assholes. The other thing was I didn't wasn't panicking like everybody else. I was like, oh, yeah. it's not a big fucking deal. Why is everybody panicking? And then I go to the store and try to buy anything, and it's like, what the <laughs> fuck, <You're> like, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the fuck, you assholes? Mm-hmm. You know, if everybody would just buy their own their normal groceries, then everybody would have normal groceries. And see, we normally buy for like a month at a time. Yeah. So it's like, people are like, oh, you fucking hoarders. And it's like, no, this is what we normally do. Yeah. If you just do what you normally do, the world's not going to be any different. You know, this is totally 
off the topic of what we're talking about, but I read an article the other day that explained the toilet paper uh, shortage, and they were like, don't get us wrong, the first few weeks, it was hoarders. But at this point, what it is is the toilet paper industry, mm-hmm. they didn't have time to catch up because, think about it, people used to go to work, so they they weren't fucking using toilet paper at home. It was paid for by the company. Right. So it's like, these are normal people now trying to get toilet paper that they need at home. Right. And they can't get it because, you know, everybody's getting it. They're getting it just like everybody else. But regular people who just get like fucking a four pack for a week or whatever, they can't get it because the people who've been at work are now not getting it from work. So, and it's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense. And because like when a company buys it, they buy like fucking... 600 rolls at a time they can't just be like here's buy 600 rolls off a fucking target shelf so it's a repackaging issue for one and then you know for two it's just uh office versus consumer buying and then when that fucking toilet paper truck burnt in texas that didn't help (laughs) (laughs) that did not help anywho you want to talk about star trek movies now uh yeah we kind of teased it earlier, and like I said, the first J.J. movie, that was fucking awesome, and I talked about it with Andy. And like I said, that kind of, like I told him, that kind of sparked my interest. I never went any deeper beyond that and occasionally watching an episode of TNG on G4, but now, like, I've got the entire original series. I've got all the fucking movies, not just the J.J. movies or not just the OT- TOS movies, and I almost confused Star Wars with Star Trek. Oh, my God. OT. Oh, God, kill me. <laughs> I earned it. No, the TOS movies and I've got the TNG movies and fuck, dude. There's so much good shit in there. I mean, we'll get to the other ones, but let's start with JJ because we both got to unload on this. Again, the first one, to me, that's damn near a perfect movie. Mm, I wouldn't go that far, but it's it was really good. I thought they did a really good job. I, I, the one issue I have, and it goes through... The second, why I didn't bother to see the third one, but it goes through the second one Which too. Which you, you need to change that, but is um, the Spock in those movies is pretty is pretty good. He does a pretty good job. Yeah, but I don't like how emotional he is. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it seems too easy for him to lose control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that he's like banging a huru or whatever, or, or, or ugh, I can never fucking say Uhura. Uhura, yeah. Try saying her last name and her first name at the same time. That'll fucking break your brain. The fuck's her first name? Neota. Oh, that's right. Neota or Hura. That actually makes it easier for me for some reason. Really? Hmm. Okay. I don't Weirdo. know. I don't know. Her last name's always a tongue twister to me. I can't. Yeah. Like I can't get the syllables out right. I've heard her last name pronounced like four different ways, so I don't think you're really wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. The, their relationship I was not really like on board with. I was like, that's yep. weird. I don't, hmm, I don't like that exactly. I don't, yeah. think, I don't like that. I wasn't like a super huge fan of them blowing up Vulcan, but I mean, I get it. I get why they yeah. did it in that timeline. Yeah. But, but overall, that was a really good movie, and I was really excited. I was like, oh, this is this is going to be a whole new, awesome, cool crew. You know, it's going to be like. It's going to be like brand new all over again. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there are hints throughout all three towards shit that happened in the original series, but it's like, I want right. to see how it differs. Right. 
because kind of fucking start from scratch. Which I think on TNC, Matt one time explained like the technological differences in a way that made it make sense. Because he said, you know, when Nero comes back in that Romulan ship that's like 200 years older than TOS time, Mm -hmm. he says the Kelvin, it scanned that ship and like they analyzed the technology for that. So that gave them like a quantum leap forward in technology. And it's like, oh, that makes sense. Yep, that makes sense. So that one thing was always a sticking point for me and I think for a lot of people. But it's like with that alone, it's like, got it, moving on. Hmm. I, that I did not even that didn't not even hit me. I don't know if like that's canon or just his explanation. To... No, I mean that 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 the that there was a problem with the sophistication of the ships and stuff. Oh yeah, for that, for that people time. bitch about that because you look at the TOS ship and then you look at the JJ ship and it looks like two totally different fucking ships. Because it is two totally different ships. It well, it is, but it's not. It's supposed to be the same ship and the same crew, same Enterprise. Different timeline, though. True. So it's not the same ship. Fair, but yeah. And then people bitch that like the JJ ship is so much bigger, too, and it's like, well, that kind of fits in, too, doesn't it? Kind of, yeah. With scanning that advanced ship, they've figured out a way to make bigger, better yeah, but ships I mean, faster than they I would. I mean, you've, you've split off the timeline, so now all bets are off on everything. Kind of. I mean, you can't be like, oh, they wouldn't. Well, how do you fucking know? It's a different fucking timeline. Definitely, yeah. Then you get to the second one, and it's like, hmm. Which it kind of, it's got the same problem, I think, as Rise of Skywalker in a way. You get to a certain point, and it's like, this is a pretty good movie. Then you get to that reveal, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the whole time, once they got to, because the whole thing was like, People were saying it was going to be like Wrath of Khan or that mm-hmm. uh, What's-His-Nuts was uh, Khan. Cumberbatch, and, yeah. Yeah. So then it was like, oh, is it really going to be him? And that was like a cool, like, is it really Khan? Is it going to be Khan? Is, how are they doing this? What's this guy up to? And then it, it turns out that it is him. And it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then they do the one thing that they should have not done <laughs> at all. And that mm-hmm. is completely redo the the ending of wrath of khan only the opposite and yeah. then not even kill the person off permanently or semi-permanently yeah. which even that i don't mind honestly it's mm. just the fact that they did the same exact scene like it was a great movie up until that scene mm-hmm. and then once they copy the exact scene from the old movie mm-hmm. it doesn't it feels it doesn't feel like oh they're going about it at a different way no they specifically were redoing one scene, which makes the whole fucking thing fall apart for me, and for you apparently, and a lot of people. Yeah, I, I just, I hated it. I did not work for me at all. It, Mm-mm. it does did not have the same. It didn't earn it. It didn't. No. It didn't earn it the way that Wrath of Khan earned it, mm-hmm. and the the way that those actors had been together for so long, and yeah, um, whatever. And you, know. and, you know, it's not even that for me. I mean, yeah, sure, I knew about the fucking 70-plus episodes that came before that, but I watched the movies before I watched the series. Oh, so did I. But, I mean, I knew about it. I had seen some Star Trek on TV. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, I was coming at it from a completely fucking clean slate, basically. 
not even like, oh, I watched some episodes on TV because like I would watch TOS and be like, it's fucking old bullshit. Fuck that. Well, but the thing is too, I mean, even the characters it, it, in the old timeline, they were together for a lot longer yeah, yeah, before yeah. that that's, happened than, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like they, I, I'm taking that out of it completely though. The show completely. I'm taking that out and just judging it two movies versus two movies. They made it seem like there was a history just in those two fucking movies that does not exist. And, like, even if you haven't seen the series, like, again, I didn't. I watched the movies first. When you watch those original movies, they tell you, like, Kirk and the Enterprise, that's what found the Botany Bay. It's just, like, fucking some fucker found them, whatever, move on. Right. And he's been, and uh, Khan's been working in secret. But whatever, don't worry about that. Now he's really mad. Mm-hmm. In the original, like I said, they tell you, like, yeah, we found him years ago. Now he's mad about that. So, one, that gives you extra motivation for him to be pissed at Kirk and the Enterprise. Doesn't have it in this in the Kelvin timeline. Okay? You understand the weight in just those two fucking original movies. Right. Of based on time like this. I think I told you this when I watched Into Darkness. Uh, Star Trek Beyond feels like a better sequel to the... 09 movie than Into Darkness does. Mm. And Into Darkness is like the next movie. And I liked that movie up until they got to the Wrath of Khan scene. So it's just like, I don't get it. Right. Yeah, no, I I agree. I liked it. I was I was into it. I was I was along for the ride until they got to that part. And then it was just mm-hmm. like, oh, this is all they're gonna do. This mm-hmm. is the climax, is they're just gonna redo this. Okay. And it just felt insulting. It does, yeah. And I was it was still fresh to me. I didn't have all these years to fucking fall in love with Wrath of Khan like you fuckers did. It yeah. was fucking... I had like a week to be like, that was fucking awesome, wasn't it? And it's still like, this is a fucking slap in the face. Mm-hmm. If they had done it a totally different way and killed Kirk, it's like, that would have rocked. Right. But specifically, having the characters say the same exact lines just reversed, it's like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. So I understood after all these years of me and you talking about it, me being like, I don't know, man. Oh nine was awesome. Into darkness, I can't see how they can fuck it up. After all these years of saying that to you, I figured it out. Yep. I was right. Mm-hmm. Finally. And but like I told you, you need to watch Beyond, Beyond. because that is so fucking good, dude. Hmm. Okay. Without spoiling it, yeah, you know. I mean, our problems with Simon Pegg have been discussed and beaten to death. But, you know, I can give credit where credit's due. He fucking wrote a damn good movie. Oh, he wrote that? Yeah. Well, I, at least co-wrote it. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, oh, it's so fucking good. I think just as good as 09. Really? All mm-hmm. right, well, I'll have to check it out then. I'd avoided it like the plague. No, don't. Yeah, Okay. I mean, JJ's just a producer on it, too, so you don't even have to worry about him coming in and being like, let's do the same thing again. And, like, there are great, great fucking moments in there between Spock and uh, Bones. Yeah. That's probably the best relationship in the movie. Well, theirs was always pretty good on, on the old show, too. Oh, it definitely was, yeah. But, yeah, they, they've just got some moments together that are so fucking great. I almost said tight, but it sounds weird. But it is really <laughs> tightly written, too. All right, well, I'm going to have to check it out. The only problem I have with that movie, really, is the costumes. Like, they changed 
away from those costumes from the first movie, which I thought were fucking perfect. Oh, yeah. I like those. With Yeah, where it's like if you do a wide shot, you can't tell, but when you get in real close, they've got the Starfleet logo all over them. So it's like, oh. Is so that it's what that awesome... is? Yeah. You didn't know all that? All those lines and stuff? All yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. mesh lines? All those little fucking... It looks like a mesh, kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. It looks like a fucking mesh. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I thought that was clever. It's not fucking, like, in your face or well, over the top, clearly. Yeah, obviously <laughs> it's not, because I didn't fucking get it. I thought it was just, like, some kind of weave pattern or some kind of mesh mm-hmm. pattern, you know? And you know, like, a lot of times people put logos on something and they overdo it? Like I said, obviously they didn't because you didn't even fucking know. But yeah, Mm-mm. it's perfect in that respect because it's a little fucking quick nod that even if they lose their insignia badge, you can still kind of tell what they are. Yeah. And it's a great nod to those original series costumes. So yeah, it's, oh, it's so good. Mm. But yeah, that's my only problem is they almost have a more militaristic look to the costumes in it. And that's it's like, man, I don't like that as much. But other than that, it's fucking awesome. Idris Elba fucking, he rocked in it. Hmm. So yeah, right. definitely check it out. But then, um, I mean, we kind of went into the original movies. First movie, we'll talk about that more when we do the commentary. Maybe in a week or two, I don't know. Depends how it all... It's another case of, I like it, probably out of nostalgia. Yeah, more I would than, agree. More than it being a <laughs> super entertaining... But I don't know. I I don't know. I can't well, tell. I can't tell if I can differentiate it or not from just nostalgia or if I actually do really like the story. Well, like I said, we'll cover that in the next commentary, which will be out in a week or two, maybe more. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But yeah, yeah we can go deep on it then. But Wrath of Khan, fucking brilliant. Best Star Trek movie ever, hands down. I wouldn't go that far, but it's good. Hands down. No, my period. hand is up. No, period. No. Exclamation point. Wrong. My hand Mm-mm. is up. And nope. I've got an eraser. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. Number one. First contact, number two. Wrong. Mm-mm. Wrong. Mm-mm. So says Doom. Discussion ends Mm-mm. at that. Anyway, Mm-mm. Search for Spock is not terrible. No, not terrible. Pretty good. Not great. Pretty good. Now, that one definitely I think I like from nostalgia because I remember seeing it in the theater. I had the comic book. I think I might still have the comic book somewhere. I think I just found that not, not too long ago. The, oh, the you're all in on that adaptation. One. Yeah, at the time I was for sure. I'm hope I'm hoping that they turn up at some point. But I had uh, I had a Kirk and a Spock uh, Star Trek the motion picture figure. Oh, they were like three and three quarter with the gray and white mm-hmm. outfits. But nice. uh, but yeah, but yeah, I had the the Marvel adaptation. Or no, I think it was DC actually. I think uh, it was DC well, that adaptation. Was in the 80s, so it might have been. But yeah, I was I was all in on that movie. Like I said, it's it's not terrible, but it's not great. It's a good, enjoyable movie. Yeah. And then you come to what has quickly become a favorite of mine. Oh yeah, Star Trek Four is pretty awesome. Ah, fuck, dude. I don't know. I can't nail down exactly why, but I fucking love that movie, man. Yeah, my seventh. Well, she was my sixth, seventh, and eighth grade math teacher, but I mean a uh, science teacher in okay. seventh grade, I think. She had an after, I think it was after school. It was like an after school thing where we could watch movies. And one mm-hmm. of them was Star Trek Four. That's how I saw it. Oh. Well, I mean, I know like some of the, I know most of the highlights of it are like the most quotable. And that is probably one of the most quotable fucking Star Trek movies. Yeah, it is. Well, it's also like the most lighthearted probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. 
Yeah. It's um, more of a it's more of a lighthearted romp than it is a And that might be why I liked it too. Yeah. Like it's not And there's no serious. real like fucking oppressive we're gonna wipe all you cocksuckers out villain in it either. Like the villain is humanity itself. It felt a lot more like a, a, a TOS episode. Exactly. The sensibilities of a of a an old episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, fucking. I know, like the most quotable lines, like fucking Captain, there be whales here. Our commander or admiral, whatever the fuck he said. Apparently, I don't know it. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. Uh, but that and the fucking personal favorite for me and apparently everybody else is fucking move, you dumbass. Well, double, double dumbass, dumbass on, on you. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I fucking loved it. Yeah, that one's great. I also like the one where Scotty's trying to work the computer, and he's like, "Computer," yeah. <laughs> he's like talking to the computer, expecting it to do shit. <laughs> uh, and like fucking Spock when they're in there with the Seventh Heaven mom, he's like, "I think the hell not." <laughs> yeah, yeah, their misuse of 20th century swears was fucking pretty. Well, pretty Spock good touch. specifically, yeah. Because his is his are way more awkward than Kirk's. Well, yeah, because he's he's half a vegetable at that point. Uh-huh. But, oh, the fucking movie is so goddamn good, dude. And then we come to the betrayal. Yeah, then something happened, and then we get to Undiscovered Country. <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to brush over this one because you oh. lied to me. I know, I undersold it, didn't I? You really did. You were like, <laughs> oh, it's one of the worst pieces of shit I ever saw, and it's like... You lie. That, that wasn't harsh enough. <laughs> what? Yeah. I remember I told you when I watched it, it was like, wow, dude. And you're like, what? What's wrong? I was like, seriously, you're calling this like the worst piece of shit? And you're like, I was so confused. Yeah, one of. I was so confused. I was like, what? What? You're like, how do you like this? I think we're done. I know. And I was like, dude, what is wrong with you? And you're like, what do you mean? And I was like, you way undersold this. And you're like, Oh Jesus Christ! I was so worried. I was like, "Did you <laughs> did you have a stroke? You have a brain bleed?" But uh, you did. Like as bad as you fucking were over the top with. Oh, it sucks! It's terrible. I admit, don't admit, know admit, how admit, I could have sold it any harder, but you should have tried. I, yeah. Because I'm watching this and it's like this is not like one of the worst pieces of shit. That is among top three worst movies I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> Uh, well, you haven't seen your Hunter from the Future yet. <laughs> oh, yes, I have. Oh, that's right. You did. You pre-watched it. I did. I watched it last year. Oh, well, that is that is saying a lot then. Your doesn't even hit the top 10. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that's not even the top 10 worst? No. Holy fucking... shit. You must have seen some really fucking piles of shit. Like I told you, dude, there is a Batista movie which somehow oh, see, I would never even come close to watching that. <laughs> I watched it because of, like, big wrestling fans, so I, it, it's this movie called Wrong Side of Town, which I've talked about before. Yeah. When everybody's like, this is the worst movie ever. Oh, this is the worst movie ever. And it's like, you clearly haven't seen The Wrong Side of Town. But it's see, the thing, is they, with... the thing is, they don't count those kind of movies <laughs> <laughs> as, a, as a movie. I guess, but, I mean, I do. I watched it once. Yeah. It's the mo wrong side of town is the most predictable. We might have to actually watch it just to be like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. But it's this, it's the most predictable movie I've ever watched. Like I was, when I first watched it, I was like, I swear to God, he's going to say this next. And then they say it and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. But it's got Batista. 
It's got Viscera, and it's got Rob Van Dam in it. And apparently there was a big controversy with Rob Van Dam. He was supposed to be the star of it, but Batista got real hot. So they kind of re-edited it, and I think did some reshoots to make Batista the star. Dog shit. I don't know when Batista developed acting skills, because I may not like the Guardians movies all that much, but he is good in them. It's like two different people, him in this, and then him in every fucking thing else he's done. Because it is a piece of shit. Star Trek V is right there next to it, shoulder to shoulder. Wow. It is bad. It is. The effects are bad. The script the is, bad. is bad. The acting is bad. To put it's it all lightly. just all bad. The concept is bad. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I was watching this fucking movie being like, what happened? I don't know. How did he get the juice to fuck up this bad? Yeah. Talk about shit in the bed, dude. No fucking shit, man. That was Shatner directed it, right? Yes. Yeah. And I mean, we're going to get to another movie that's like this too, but it's, it's like somebody described Star Trek to him or a Star Trek parody. And he was like, yeah, I'll do that. Right. Because it, it does feel like a parody. It's so bad. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but it sadly did. Mm-hmm. And then, then, after that, then we got to Undiscovered Country, and I was like, well, at least it's not as bad as the last one. Yeah? You didn't like you didn't like Undiscovered Country? That's the thing, I did, but I'm, I was still fucking, by the time I watched it, I was oh, still Oh, you were still salty? Like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck happened, man? That's I was still sad. fucking attached to the last one. I'm trying to yeah. enjoy the next one, and it's just like... Yeah. How did this one not suck as bad as that? Why is this one, at the very least, watchable, but the other one is like, who made this? Who paid for this? Who thought this was okay? But yeah, Undiscovered Country, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. yeah Definitely, I liked it. again, like Star Trek Three, it's not terrible. It's not great, but it's good. Yeah, that's a good bridge to uh, Next Generation, too. Mm-hmm. Michael Dorn was good as Worf's grandpa. Yep. See, I, I'm still trying to remember exactly what that movie... Was that the one with uh, Plummer? Yeah. Yep. Okay. It was Kang. Yeah, that, Kang. that yeah. was good. Even now, I'm still like, five was so bad. How? What it's, happened? It's uh, it's like almost inconceivable how bad it is. It's offensive. Especially when you watch it in order with the other movies, and then you're like, what the... Yeah. Yeah, like, you hit the... Almost the highest of peaks, because I think four is just as good as two and some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. But you hit this peak with four, and then, like, you get... I'm beating a dead horse here. I know, but it's just inconceivable. It's a... Like I said, I'm. it's offensive. I'm not somebody who gets offended easily or often, mm-hmm. but it's it was offensive watching this fucking movie. Yeah. But, yeah, you went to fucking, like, the top of the highest mountain, and then you went to the deepest fucking pit of the ocean with five. Mm-hmm. And then dug down deeper. Yeah. Like, I mean, you talk about a hole in the bottom of the sea. No. It's, they went to the core, son. <laughs> Which is probably where we should send every copy of that fucking movie. But yeah, I, I liked Six. Was that the one where there was like a kidnapping or some shit on uh, uh, somebody got held like hostage? A, or an assassination or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was good. I need to watch that one again and not watch five again. Yeah, I need to watch that. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Actually, it's been a long time since I've seen any of them, to be honest. 
Except motion picture. I just watched that one not that long ago. Yeah, for the anniversary. Right. Yeah. And then, like you said, we go into the TNG movies, and I would say, for me personally, their fucking hit-to-miss ratio on the TNG movies is a lot better than on the TOS movies. The hit-to-miss is better? Yeah, because there's three hits and one miss. Mm, oh, yeah, Whereas, I forgot, because you, you consider one a miss. One, Yeah, one's a miss, five's a miss, and then there's two that are like, well, they're good. Yeah. I... No, I'm probably alone on this, but I think Generations and Insurrection are damn good movies, more than watchable. And then First Contact is like as good as two and four. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Generations, I was eh, Generations, eh, it's not bad, but <laughs> which I think we kind of touched on those once before. Yeah, I think we did too, but. I mean, I I got those because you were like, you know, the one where Kirk dies. And I was like, huh? Yeah, I was like, oops. You went, uh, you didn't know that? And I was like, no. And you're like, I thought that was like, I am your father. And I was like, not for some fucker who's just dipping his toe in, dick. Whoopsie. <laughs> Sorry to spoil that 30-year-old movie for you. <laughs> it's not 30 years old yet. It's like 25. Like 25, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I was in college when that came out. Wow. Yikes. Like first or second year. Old. I know. Yeah, Generations I thought was damn good. I thought it was a great transition of power. Um, first Contact is just fucking amazing. Because it's the characters that I was occasionally would watch and be like, oh, I like these guys, sort of, whatever, fuck it. So it's like familiar to me specifically, mm. and then the awesome shit that happens, mm-hmm. which I—I th- I mean that and uh, uh, Voyage Home, they've got the whole time travel thing in common, which is like I guess I like time travel shit. Who knew? And First Contact does a good job of connecting with the series too. Yeah, connecting with the history of the series. Yeah, kinda I mean like, they fudge like, the details like, a uh, bit, but yeah, kind of like Wrath of Khan, connected back to. The original series. This connected back to next generation. Oh, I thought you meant like the broader series as a whole. No, I meant to their respective series. Yeah, because it you know um, it it ties in Picard's experiences with the Borg. Oh, gotcha. I was from like, the, the from the series, and then whereas Wrath of Khan ties in. Yeah, the whole episode with the Space Seed episode. Gotcha. Yeah, I was. Yeah, for a second I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I know about the Borg stuff. I just haven't seen it. Oh, shit. Oops. What? <laughs> oh, you said no, you know I, about it. Okay. I know about it. I listen to TNC. Oh, okay. I know basically everything that happens almost through the fifth season. Okay. I just haven't seen it. I've only seen the first season of TNG. So, yeah, I, I know about that. But, I yeah, I thought you meant, like, to the broader Star oh, Trek franchise. Oh, no, no, no. I just franchise. meant to... Yeah, no, Because no, it meant... does that, too. Well, yeah, because it... It takes you back to see where, you know, I mean, the name of the movie is First Contact, so. Well, I mean, specifically with uh, Cochran or whatever. Right. Cochran. Yeah. Co- Cochran. Cochran. Yeah. yeah. Cochran is Dave Cochran. <laughs> yeah. thinking of Zephram Cochran. Cochran. Is it Zephram or Ephron? Ephron Cochran. Zephram. Zephram, yeah. But, like, he was in a TOS episode. He was? Yeah. Star Trek, the original series. The 60s. Yes. Yes. Oh shit! Yeah, 
I don't remember that. Obviously, it's not James Cromwell. No, no, fuck no. <laughs> they fudge some of the details just to make it work, which they've oh, said all along. Okay. Like that's their that's their rule. Like if it contradicts canon, as long as it's a good story, go with it. Okay. Um, now, I, now I know why you were confused. Okay. Yeah. Like you know that Star Trek Seven novel you got me. Yeah. That I yeah, read. Yeah. It's got the seven or the six short stories in it. The story is in there. It's. If, if, I'm trying to remember. See if I can jog your memory. It's the episode where, like, an asteroid or something, or this little planetoid sucks the Enterprise in, and they find this dude who's been there for years with this energy thing. Okay. And this girl, this lady that was on the Enterprise, gets sick. Okay. Um, but this energy thing has kept this dude alive for, like, 200 years. Hmm. Does that sound familiar at all? Who mourns Adonis? No, that's not it. No. It might be Metamorphosis. And his name is Zephram Cochran. Oh, okay. Uh, but let's hmm. see. <laughs> Here, still alive after more... He was alive for over 150 years after he was presumed dead because he had went out into the universe, but he had gotten sucked down to this planet planetoid or mm-hmm. whatever. And this malevolent energy force has kept him alive. Oh, well, when okay. they land... I think Bones or somebody is like, he's saying his name is Zephram Cochran. And Kirk is like, wait, you mean like the fucking Zephram Cochran? Do you remember that at all? It sounds kind of familiar now, but yeah. It's definitely not the fucking drunkard James Cromwell. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it now. I'll return to the Enterprise. Hmm. I'm trying to look at pictures of the episode and see if... Um... Yeah, no, this one doesn't ring a bell. Okay. Written by Gene L. Coon. Yeah. So, I think that's a fairly famous Trek writer name. Mm-hmm. I think, he, I it think is. he did a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I thought you meant. Like it connected to the series as a whole because they pulled him from that. Right. Oh yeah, no, no. But I did like how he was. They went back and they're like, "This is the fucking guy that we yeah. all worship and think is so awesome," and he's like a drunk and a failure. And Troy's getting shit-faced with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Insurrection, I thought, was fucking awesome, too. Yeah, I really liked it, too. A lot of people shit on that because it's kind of slow and more of a character The movie. complaint I've heard is that it feels like an episode of the show, and it's like, isn't that what you fucking want? Right, exactly. When you go but- see a movie based on a show, don't you want it to feel like the show? Right, right, because it's not epic like First Contact was. Or even like Generations. It just feels like an extra long episode. And it's like, how is this a problem? Right. No, I like that movie a lot, too. Mm-hmm. And then we get to... Oof. And then, you get, then they fucking shit right in your mouth. They did. Which is another one where I went in with my expectations low because you were like, fucking sucks, and fucking mm-hmm. Tom Hardy, and it's like... Yeah, fucking sucks. Way to undersell. It's like uh, the next generation was like, oh, fucking Star Trek Five, hold my beer. It's not that bad. No, it's not that bad, but but they is, take a run at their, the crown. Fuck, it is the it is the next generation version of Star Trek Five, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, with that fucking purple or blue or whatever Power Ranger suit and bullshit. It's like, huh? Yeah, I fucking hate that. I did like that it was, well, spoilers that who he ended up being like his true identity tom hardy's character's identity oh 
I did like, I did like that concept or that, uh, that twist or that, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, yeah, I did yeah. kind of like that, but the, the execution of the whole movie just sucked in my opinion. It, it did. Yeah. It, it was, again, like, it was like a, it was like a rehash of Wrath of Khan in a way. In a way, but also with stupid, way stupider decisions where they're like, fuck this. It, again, it does, it, in a way, it does feel like five in that it feels like somebody explains Star Trek and they're like, yeah, 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 I got this. Right. Because, like, that whole fucking opening four-wheeler thing on the fucking planet, and it's like, this is, what? God, I don't even remember that. Where they find B4 or Jeffy? Yeah. It's fine. Don't, you, don't need to, yeah. you don't need to fucking remember it. It's stupid anyway. Yeah, I think I've only seen that movie twice, ever. Yeah. Well, and that was only that, because I was like, eh, I should give it another try. Hey, that's an improvement on five. You said you watched it once and you're like, nope. Yep, that was it. I was barely got it through once. And I was like, that's a movie I never need to see again. And you know, it's bad. You know, it's bad because I've never, uh, I've never actually been interested in buying like a whole set of the movies mm-hmm. in, in like a whole, in like a collector set. Cause I'm like, I don't want that one. I don't even, I don't even want it in, in. Well, in, you're going to have set. to get it anyway, brother. Because we're going to watch it. Okay. That's not a threat. That's a promise. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll have to do it then. Yeah. But. Fudge. And then, yeah, that's all the Star Trek movies. And th- There's a lot more good ones than I thought there were. Yeah. Most of but them are, the, most of them yeah. are well, above, well above passable. Like I said, at the very least, most of them are watchable. Yeah. And I've watched all of them almost at least twice, except for five and one. Oh, yeah. They're way, way worse episodes of the actual series than most of the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like TOS, once you get into the third season, it's like, you guys even trying anymore? Right. Well, I mean, the same thing with Next Generation. There's some episodes in like season two. Yeah, Even season one. Season one's mostly pretty good, but season two, there's a couple in there that are like, "What the fuck?" Like yeah. they're out, they're really out there. Well, you know, everybody says like the first two seasons are dog shit, and then it gets great. Yeah. To me, it's like if the first season is dog shit, and that's what I've watched a time or two, and I'm still willing to watch, it's like this shit must be good. Yeah, the first couple seasons are definitely the weakest. So I've got a lot of good shit to look forward to then. Oh yeah, and, and not to say that there are total shit shows. I'm just saying. No, yeah, no, I feel you. You know, there's they're still finding their voice, I guess, or their style. Mm-hmm. You know, the characters are still uh, coming into their personalities, really. Right, right. So yeah. But I mean, in season two, there's an episode where Troy gets like impregnated by some alien. That's the season two premiere. Oh boy, that's a oof. That's a rough watch. I think that's called The Child, and I watched it on Netflix, and I was like, oh, boy. Yeah, that's a bad one. That's not a good one. And I love Troy, but that's a a rough one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It really is. I don't really like Pulaski either. I mean, I've only seen her in one episode, but I don't like her. No. 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 And I did not know this, but she was in the original series, that actress. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think twice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, she's a grump ass, I think. She seems like a grump ass anyway. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's our Star Trek update for now. I can't wait to get more. Mm Mm-hmm.
And I want to get the Orville, too, because I fucking love that shit just as much. Which, that might be why I like fucking uh, the Orville and uh, Voyage Home for the same reasons. They're, like, They're light-hearted. serious, good yeah. stories, but they got the comedy to keep it light. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Um, You want to do fuck this shit thank yous and get the fuck out of here? Yep. Fuck this shit. Play the intro. Fuck this shit. Do you have one or is this all me? No, it's all you. Okay, I got it. Twitter is a goddamn cunt. More specifically. Direct messages on Twitter. There you go. Because we would have fucking recorded this yesterday. At least fucking half of it. Right. But due to a fucking miscommunication and uh, perceived annoyance and perceived uh, other activities going on, we got fucked. Yep. Because yesterday it was kind of changing minute to minute whether we'd be able to record yesterday. And and that's on me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but. Yeah, I'm just saying that's on me and that leads into why I thought you weren't answering me anymore. <laughs> True. That does explain it. Yeah, it all almost ended yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, fuck. I guess I fucked this up. <laughs> but, I mean, it was annoying, but not like, fuck you, you piece of shit type of annoyance. But, I mean. Knowing how I am, I can see why you'd think that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, he's finally got reached his limit. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I'm, but I thought you just got busy and forgot. No. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I did. It, it is actually, it did actually work out okay that we didn't because shit went to hell after that anyway. But oh. I was checking the DMs to see if you we're ready we're willing to go and what's fucked up is that we dm'd each other at the same time basically but they didn't show it nope because i like you showed me yours where it didn't show any of my messages or whatever Mm -hmm. and then i that sounds weird you showed me yours Mm -hmm. and then i showed you mine where it showed none of what you said yeah well what was really fucked up was i was going to show you the timeline Gotcha, yeah. That, I, that I'd been checking, and I'd been checking and checking, and then finally at 7 o'clock, I sent you a message about the interview that I I listened to it, and I told you it was good. Yeah. And there was nothing between my last message and when I said that at 7 o'clock. And so when you texted me, I, I, went, I went back. I was like, I'm going to take a screenshot of this and send you so you know, just to show you that, yeah, I didn't get anything. Yeah. I went back, and your three messages were in that spot now. Your messages popped up at midnight. Yeah. Did they did they come up at the end of your timeline, at the end of your... No, they went where they were supposed to be. That's fucked up, dude. That's happened before, though. That's fucked up. But yeah, like, all of a sudden, it was, af- it was after midnight, because it was after you had sent your last, your last text last night, and I was like, he had to have gone to bed by now, because, like, you sent your last text at, like, 12, 20 or something. Yeah. And then at like 12.30, 12.45, something, all of a sudden my phone goes, cling, cling, cling. Mm-hmm. So I looked at it, and it was all the shit that your um, that screen cap had showed. Yep. And you were like, oh, dude, I'll show you. They didn't pop in. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but then I went and that looked. That is not and I was the like, problem. <laughs> I know, but then I, look, then I went and looked, and I'm like, holy shit, they're there now. Yeah. It was just bizarre. People have been bitching about it for about a week now. Oh, really? I didn't even know this was a thing. I don't ever DM with anybody. Yeah, well. I mean, I don't 
I don't do much on Twitter, honestly, other than... I mean, I don't really... Basically, all I use Twitter for is like a texting service for you and Angie. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm weird about fucking texting somebody's phone. Yeah. You were like, dude, I'll show you. And it's like, I don't give a fuck. That is not the problem. The problem isn't that you fucking... I don't need you to show me. Fucking Twitter's a goddamn cut. Mm-hmm. And you're like, calm down. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's all good. Don't have an aneurysm. <laughs> But I texted Angie, too, and I was like, if you've tried sending me a fucking message in the last four hours or so, she goes, I thought you were ignoring me. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah, I see we've all three got the same fucking problems. Where if so, we don't hear from somebody for like an hour or two, it's like, I, they must hate me. They want me to die. <laughs> and in a way, that kind of comforted me. But I'm not giving it to Twitter. Fuck them. <laughs> but it, it did kind of comfort me because it's like I thought I was the only one that like if I send somebody a message and I don't hear back in a half hour to an hour, a little voice in the back of my head's like, mm-hmm. it's because they hate you. Yeah. Normally I'm okay, but the way the, the way conversation off, ended, yeah. I was kind of like, oh shit, he's fucked it and he's mad now. Yeah, no, I had, I had sent you a joke to try, something to try and make a joke out of it because right. like you guys were coloring eggs. That's fucking- right. No big deal. We can tell them that. Right. You guys were coloring eggs, and I was like, "Yeah, go have fun. Color your eggs for bunny." Jeez, I really don't understand how zombies, bunnies, and eggs go together. And I was like, "That's pretty funny." And normally, you'll just be like, "Ha ha," or whatever. And I was like, "Did you not get my message?" Because here's something else I didn't tell you. It was there, mm-hmm. and then it disappeared. No shit. What? The and hell? then it popped back up where it was supposed to be. That's weird. So I was like, "You motherfucker." <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't get I didn't get your joke until until you texted me directly to see if I had got your message or not. Because mm-hmm. it, it left off with I said we might have to we'd have to push to today. Yeah. Uh, I said if that if that works for you and and you said well we don't really have an, any options any other options or something like that and I was yeah like, I was like yeah and then I was thinking about it and I was like well we could do half tonight and half tomorrow night maybe or. And then Jennifer was like, well, we'll be done by 7 o'clock. You can do the whole thing if you want. And I was like, well, okay, but we still got to do Eastery shit, you know, mm-hmm. stuff eggs and whatnot. But then I was like, well, okay. So I said, well, we can try it. We can try to go at 7 if you want. And then I didn't hear anything for like two hours. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, okay, well. I, I think, think it was a little bit longer than that. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, I guess he's uh, he's annoyed. He's annoyed. And he's like, fuck you. We'll just do it tomorrow. Or not at all. You went upstairs and you're like, well, I think my weekend's just cleared up. She's like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she was like, well, aren't you going to go do your thing? I was like, yeah, I don't think we're doing it tonight. I think he's mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, like I've said from the beginning, it's like, I get it. Shit comes up. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, it is a little frustrating when, like, on the day you're like, oh, got to cancel. And it's like, fuck. Yeah. But it's not like, fuck you, you piece of shit. Yeah. It's just like, I, I get it. Shit comes up. I mean, I've done it a time or two, so. Yeah. Whatever. But, um, yeah. Thank you, time. Right? Right. Thank yous, as per usual, go to at the JSarge, who will be back soon. We're going to continue that fucking D&D game. Yep. Um, But for our opening music, at Sherry Archinoff for our logo for this and the commentaries for four fucking years both of them have been cool enough to not hate us i guess yeah 
It's all you can ask for, really. Yeah. Um, thank you to... Hang on, i got to pull up the thank yous. I forgot to do that. To uh, at JP Montgomery for taking those pictures of the lovely Lady Logan. And at Looking for Eight for our Knights of Nerd Blitzdom design. Also, thanks to Andy for giving us some good fucking content this year. Yeah, that makes us almost seem professional. Yeah. Um, it's like we're six degrees of separation from, like... A lot of people. Even, yeah, and, like, one degree of separation from somebody who actually works as a writer. Yeah. An actor. I didn't know he was in Upright Citizens Brigade. That was something what? new that I learned. Was that a TV show thing then? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was on Comedy Central. Cause I mean, I've known about Upright Citizens Brigade, but I thought it was just like a Groundlings type fucking, just a comedy troupe that did live shows. I didn't know there was. Well, a it TV is. They had. A, they had. A, yeah, for a, for a little while, they had a TV show on Comedy Central. Amy Poehler was on it, and. Um, yeah, I never knew there was a TV show. Like I said, I just thought it was a troupe like the Groundlings or whatever. Yeah, that was like during the during the time where they had all kinds of those things like the vacant lot and uh, gotcha. exit 57 and they had a whole bunch of different like like there were a lot of sketch shows like that during that time period wow. Viva Variety and like right around the time of Mad TV and shit uh yeah so yeah around in there because I mean I think Mad TV was like almost a groundling show because mm, I think that's I, like not like officially, but a lot of the fuckers on there came from them. I think mm, could be because I'm pretty sure uh, that's where Phil Lamar came from. Yeah, but and a lot of other people on there, but I'm not quite sure because I've never taken that deep dive. But um, yeah, thanks to again to Andy for coming in. Um, thanks to at Steve Boost for all the cool shit he's done for us over the years. You know. Because I, I was thinking about it the other day, and it's like, I'm a real fucking prick. I mean, we thanked him and shit for giving me the mic for the camping trip, but he never really got his propers for me using that first mic for this for, like, the first year. No, that was much appreciated. But, I mean, he's also the fucker who came up with the uh, Nerd Blitz Question of the Week logo for us, too. Right. And possibly other things soon to I be. don't Oh, what you're talking about, Mr. Finny Man? <laughs> but um so yeah, thanks to that, Steve Boost. And to all you fuckers, whether you're new or you've been here from the beginning. Thanks. Yeah, all ten of you. Thanks, you guys. Yeah. Is that ten thousand? Yeah. Ten thousand. <laughs> all ten K. Um and you know, thanks to you for putting up with me for four years. Yeah, well. And my temperamental bullshit well thanks for putting up with my ever-changing shit for the last year or two <laughs> um, i was pretty rock solid for the first three years or two yeah, years you're like fucking nice job fuck up and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> um time for our shit yeah find us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher tune in soundcloud Find everything we do at nerdblitz.com, including fucking um, maybe a new book review this week. But we've got question of the week every week, every Tuesday, um, toy chest yep. that you do. A bunch of other shit on there, too. You can find 
during these coronavirus times is keep you fucking busy for a little bit. Um, get yourself some merch by going to redbubble.com slash people slash nerd blitz pod slash portfolio. Like five designs there, I think. Go to tsdjproductions.bandcamp.com and get any of our five albums for uh, the camping trip, the Nerd Blitz Pilot Trio, the Laughing Bird, the DCCU album, and HP Lovecraft's in the vault for five, four, three, five, and one dollar respectively. Other than that, I'm at the Scooby Doom. Andy Secunda's favorite podcaster is at Fitzman seventy three. <laughs> That's me. And on both Twitter and the Instagram, we're at Nerd Blitz Pod. And not only, I meant to say this at the top, but not only is this our four-year show, this also is another milestone for us. Did Do you know that? Uh, no. I'm dead serious. I'm not kidding. Okay, I'm, I was waiting for the punch. No, there's no, I'm dead serious. This is another milestone for us. I don't know. With this episode. Oh, I know what it is now. Yeah, with this episode, we have crossed 300 hours of free content in four years. That's a lot. That's, yeah. That's, that's a lot. That, that goes back to what I've said before. Is like, we've always, I mean, it's unavoidable recently, and I'm not trying to make you feel bad. It's just the fucking truth. But I think we've done well in this over the four years. We've always under-promised and over-delivered. Like, we promised every other week a show. Yeah. And even with all the craziness going on, we've kept pretty close to that. Pretty close, yeah. And, I mean, then we added, like, book club and the commentaries, but from the inception, we've always promised every other week a show, twice a month. Mm -hmm. We've done a pretty damn good job of it. Yeah, not bad. So. Still, his his reaction to uh, (laughs) how long we've been doing this. Yeah. And still, nobody knows us. <laughs> like we're I said, we're just doing dude. it apparently for the love of the game. <laughs> I, he said that at one point. I don't. I think it was before we started recording. He was like, and I mean, he was trying to not sound backhanded about it. I think he was legit. He was like, "It's impressive that you guys have kept going, being as small as you are." I know. I said that it would have been the only thing that would have made it, his reaction better was if you would have throwing in our new tagline of too stupid to quit. (laughs) I mean, there's that. And then like I've said for years, our other tagline, the most consistent podcast you've never heard of. (laughs) That's right. So yeah, that's us gang. Yeah. Consistently mediocre, but fucking consistent. (laughs) You know, I remember, I know we need to wrap, but yeah, this will be, easy to cut i remember when we first started a lot of people told me it's not quality that matters it's consistency and i think we've lived up to that <laughs> i think so if only that were true uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um until next time bye what voice did i do three hours ago roger roger oh roger roger Give me a bye again. You can leave this in. I don't give a fuck if it makes it easier to cut. Do it. I don't care. Let them see how fucked up we are. We're disappointments. Bye. (laughs) I said bye. Before he has a fucking meltdown. I said bye. (laughs) Roger, Roger. Come back next time. All sanity depends on it. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and... TSDJA Productions.